All right, what's up, guys? This is episode two of DWC season two. We have a special guest here. It is Tony, FF Tony at It's Just Fantasy underscore. He's a content, what is it, content creator for JWB, writer mm-hmm. for fantasy at Fantasy Data NFL, and he's a fantasy football nut. Uh, this is a guy that we've known for a long ass time, and uh. Yeah, you can uh, make sure that you listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon, and I think iHeartRadio or something. I don't know. Whoever listens to that shit. But make sure you follow us on Twitter at DWC2022 and on Instagram, Defense Wins Championships. And we're going to go ahead and get into some of the recaps, some specific ones. We're going to do some... Recaps of the big games and the upsets, and if some of these teams look good, or um, if they should be panicking. So we're going to go ahead and give it off to Tony to give himself a little uh, intro on what he does and why he's so famous. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Tony. Oh, man, I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, like Bo said, I write for a couple of different sites, do some content for JWB Fantasy Football. Pretty much live, breathe, and die fantasy football at this point. I am a dad to a new dad, so that's kind of cool. I got new dad. dad got new dad strength, so that's fun. Still experimenting with that, but I'm ready to uh, talk some shop tonight. Get into it with you guys. We cannot wait. Um, let's go ahead and read and list us off the first one to talk about. So, like Bo said, we aren't going to be starting with the normal week one recap and cover all the games just in a row. We're going to do something a little bit different for our guest here. He is a Miami's Dolphins, Miami Dolphins fan. So, we're going to be doing an AFC East preview. And there's been a lot of good storylines for the AFC East in week one. Maybe overreactions, maybe not, but we're going to get into it. So, the first one that is probably the biggest, I mean, story in the NFL in the first week was probably Aaron Rodgers tearing his ACL on Monday night. What what do we think going forward on that? Any thoughts? You go ahead, Tony. Uh, I mean, the Jets are pretty much, I would say, screwed at this point. I mean, unless unless somehow Aaron Rodgers rubbed off on Zach Wilson in the last four months somehow, but I, I can't it can't be good for them. That takes away a lot of efficiency for them most likely and unless Brees Hall is the next coming of like Dion or no. Barry Sanders? Who was the running back? Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless he's the next coming of Barry Sanders, I don't think he's gonna be carrying that offense <laughs> and the line is not supposed to be very good. Uh defense might carry them for a good chunk of their season, but like you still have Zach Wilson under center, so that's not great. As an um, AFC East rival, darn. So were you? <laughs> so let me ask you: Were you worried about this team before Aaron Rodgers got hurt? I was worried the same way I was worried about like facing New England when Tom Brady was there. Like, okay, we probably we probably wouldn't finish in first because of them, but we'll still split with them throughout the season pretty often. That makes sense. Yeah, you guys would always get Tom Brady. At home. Once, once a year in At Miami, time. we always would beat him for no reason. I mean, it wasn't every single season, but it was enough to like make it actually a thing. Yeah, and you have to feel a lot more confident with two at your as your QB instead of I don't even know who was back then. Uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, Tannehill, Fitzpatrick, man, 
And I don't even Chad Henney for a little bit. <laughs> Chad yeah, Henney. Uh, I forgot feels, all about him. It feels nice to have a quarterback that can actually win games for once. Yeah, I agree. And that that leads us right into the next category. I think the other big storyline is can Tua be a serious MVP candidate this year? Bo, how about you start off with this one? Oh, well, you guys know. Tua's my guy. I've always been my guy. He's a uh, you know, winning pedigree. <laughs> Came from one of the oh the best college team you know ever in existence Alabama mm-hmm. came in and won me a championship. Isn't that that shit Michigan? Was crazy. <laughs> oh Lord! All time wins, I guess. Oh yeah, all time wins. <laughs> They're fucking old as dirt. Anyways, <clears throat> I think Tua with this with these weapons, this these weapons are perfect for him and perfect for what he does. Um. I don't really know if it really matters about running backs or running game because it's just fucking speed. It's all speed. And that's, you know, he could just give the ball up and have his playmakers make plays just like he did in Bama. So I think it's more of like a stats and wins kind of thing. If two was to win the MVP, it's not like a, Oh my God, Patrick Mahomes falling and you know tosses. You're not going to get too many highlight plays. It's going to be more of what they do after they catch the ball, which is you know, there's nothing wrong with that. This sounds like a good GM and being able to get the people for Tua. So, I mean, anything can happen, and I'm here for it. If Tua does win it, I'm all here for this. Yeah, I think I think Tua looked great week one. I mean, he looked great all before he got hurt last year. I mean, he got hurt mm-hmm. twice, three times last year. I mean, it was rough. Just yeah. yeah, but this year he put on some weight, and I saw they were even working. I think we talked about this last episode, but they were even working on his body control and how he fell, <laughs> which is interesting. But it's crazy what teams will do to get their players where they need to be. Like in yeah. the season, it's insane. But, yeah, I mean, he looked great. All the weapons are there. I mean, you can't argue. They might have the best weapons in the entire league. Yeah, especially if they get a running back. Like, if they were able to get, like, Dalvin or Jonathan Taylor, like, it'd be insane. But I was literally telling uh, Reed on the podcast, and Tony, you you could probably vouch for this. When you saw Tua fall or get hit or get, you know, spun around because he's tiny, that man did not brace for shit. I could not see him putting hands or anything bracing for no. hitting any impact. It was just head to turf, bouncing off the turf every single time. It's like, have you ever had one of those giant teddy bears? Like, you went at the fair or something. And, like, <laughs> when you're over it, you just beat the shit out of it. Like, you throw it across <laughs> your room. It's like, it was like that. Like, it was like watching someone throw a sack of potatoes on the ground. It was like, hey, um, you might want to protect your head. I don't know. (laughs) It was frustrating. I would say, yeah, he was was just... But what I will say is I feel like it's crazy to see how, like, they. I saw a side-by-side comparison video of, like, a similar falling back, rolling on his back kind of fall. And last year it was like, bam, you slammed his head on the ground. And this year... You could see his whole torso was like tucked forwards, and you can. It's so strange that someone figured out that that's what he needed to learn to further protect himself from more head injuries. I got that shit they didn't have thirty years ago in the league. No, not at all. Yeah, it's it's honestly awesome because people like Bryce Young, who just came in the league, is also going to go through the same thing most likely, where he's tiny. He's going to get hit by guys that are three hundred pounds, 
and just get tossed around like a rag doll. So it's nice to see that he put on some weight. He's looking good. I mean, I mean, if you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, yeah. But he's, but but Tua is a very accurate and timing QB. Like he's going to be all right. And I think in that first game, what I was seeing was that he was his timing was much better with Tyreek. I think mm-hmm. Tyreek was too fast for him the first year, and he never got in rhythm because he kept getting hurt. But yeah. I think the off season and the now that it looked like he was throwing it more, catching run instead of, or he he was hitting him in stride is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'll also say. I noticed in the that game Sunday, they had Tyreek running in motion on a lot of his routes. So I, I came across a Twitter thread, and there was a guy explaining that McDaniel wanted Tyreek to have another edge on the defender, and if they get him to speed and then just pretty much curl him around defenders, there's no defender that's going to be able to keep up with him if he's already sprinting full speed to begin his route when the ball is snapped. Yeah. And then when he gets to the same level as the defender, all he has to do is make one move inside or outside. That defender's going to be in a blender for a hot second. And you saw it all day on Sunday. 215 yards, all Ridiculous. purely because of game planning. Ridiculous. I mean, you if guys they, have... Mm. Go ahead. <laughs> if, they, if they can't... The th- I think with McDaniel last year, I think he got figured out halfway mm-hmm. through the year on top of Tua being out of the lineup here and there. I think he had that, like, kind of that rookie head coach year, like, bumps in the road. And hopefully, like, this year, I think the difference, hopefully, I mean, optimistically, he gets past that and can make those adjustments at halftime. Like, okay, they figured this out in the second quarter. We got to start doing this. So hopefully, Mm -hmm. thinking optimistically, he can figure that out and everyone can stay healthy because, damn it, this team's good if we're healthy. (laughs) I think, realistically, he showed a lot of – the coach, Mike McDaniel, showed a lot of Mm -hmm. promise and – just the first game alone, because you guys didn't lead until that last touchdown. Yeah, it was the entire game. Back and forth all day. I mean, like like you said, I don't think we had the lead till late, but it was like, you could tell they never were out of it. Yeah, and that leads me to another talking point that I was going to bring up, is that the Chargers and the Dolphins' defense are a concern, in my opinion, and the struggles continue for both of them. I know they changed D coordinators for both, right? Yeah, we got Fangio. Yeah, which Fangio, I think, will be okay. He just needs to get his players in there. Yeah. But it is concerning when you get to the playoffs and have a defense that is just bad. Like, it just cannot hold anyone under get exposed. Yeah, which, I mean, your offense, it might be the best offense in the league from what we saw week one. Yeah. Grain of skull, though. Yeah, week week one is crazy. We all agree that. To yeah. that, but I mean, it could be very well be the best offense in football, and that just really will depend on Tua. So, yeah, I, week one's crazy. What do you mean? MVP talks for Tua? That's not crazy. Yeah, <laughs> week one's crazy. Hey, we have to we have to do clickbait on this podcast. We're no, not. No, I'm. It's on DraftKings. It's not even you guys. DraftKings even has them near the top oh, of an MVP candidate now. I'm oh, like, yeah, I know he shot up. They are just setting him up for failure if he gets hurt again. I know. I cannot, I just cannot with Derwin James coming out before the season saying, we hear all the noise, we're tired of sucking on defense. And then the very first game, they let up like 700 yards of offense. (laughs) I'm like, all right, guys, (laughs) yeah, it's time to pack it in. Staley's a defensive head coach, and he cannot figure it out. It's been four years now? Three or four? Too long. Close to something like that. 
ridiculous. Like, it just bugs me. Like, I'm a defensive guy. Obviously, defense was yeah. championships. But, I mean, it's just so annoying to me. Did you know the Dolphins O-line didn't give up a single sack on Sunday? And you didn't have Teron Armstead, right? Exactly. That's yeah, not that's good amazing. for the Chargers. They no. have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. How? What are they doing? <laughs> I don't that's know. Bad. That's coaching, in my opinion. <laughs> that is coaching. Uh, yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, I mean, it works out for you that Staley's still there, but we're definitely on the fire Staley, uh, Staley train. I do like that even though the defense did let up a lot, they got after it at the end and was saving the game with, like, key sacks. I'm a big Jalen Phillips fan, so seeing him being able to cook at the end. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, is good. Yeah, the Dolphins, to me, they were always like that last year, though. It was like they they were rough to watch early. And then, I mean, the pass rush for you guys was pretty good last year. When they have to – when people are in obvious passing downs, that's when your defense is at its best. Mm-hmm. But it still was like – you guys would cause turnovers to flip the game last if year. We, if we let up more than, like, five yards on second down, the defense is – you know they're giving up a first down. Yeah, and that's tough to watch because I watched that for three years with Joe Woods as the mm-hmm. Browns team coordinator. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think those defensive struggles are going to be a problem for those two teams, and they need to get it figured out fast because the league is ripe with offensive talent right now. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Josh Allen, my favorite conversation in all of the NFL. The let's agendas. Have, let's have, yeah, let's have an uncomfortable conversation about Josh Allen. Are we going to start acknowledging the fact that he has 86 total turnovers? He's reckless. Reckless as could be. And I heard all offseason that the Bills were going to change the way they play football. They're going to make sure he doesn't run as much. I'm like, I did not see any of that in the Jets game, did you? He was running for his life. Mm-hmm. Throwing it into double coverage. Like, Are we going to start having – sorry, go ahead. No, you're <laughs> fine. I just – I was going to say, like, I, I don't know – if it's specific, I mean, the 86 turnovers and everything I agree with, he's reckless, but also like Burrow played like shit. Jalen Hurts didn't play all that well. So like, Agreed. I'm not going to like hang my head on this week one performance from Josh Allen from like a fantasy perspective or like how I feel about him going forwards in football. But like he can't throw three turnovers in a division. He can't have three turnovers in a division rivalry game on Monday Night Football. Like that's not clutch quarterback material. That is rough. No, yeah. I I always I think and I I think it's it's Josh Allen and I also do not from top to bottom, I don't like the Bills. I don't think I'm not too high on Sean McDermott and I don't think Ken Dorsey is the right guy. Uh, when they had my boy Brian, I knew he was gonna leave and go to, you know, a head coaching job, but Josh Allen was fucking phenomenal when he was there. Um but yeah, he's always been a gambler. And it's different from being a gambler like Patrick Mahomes can be a gambler, but like the way he throws the football, it just works out. He's just <laughs> an anomaly. But when you're a gambler, usually you fucking end up, you know, Brett Favre, fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're just hoping that somebody comes down with it. That's why it's better to have like a Stefan Diggs. But yeah, Josh Allen, I don't know if he's like feeling pressure because Stefan's not happy, but there's definitely times where he was force feeding when he should not have been. And they have, they, you know, that they have other people on their team. And I mean, I'm not the biggest Gabe Davis fan, but I think them getting Kincaid was really good for their team. 
And, you know, I just, it's just, and, you know, the one good thing about this game, though, is that I'm glad that I am seeing them use James Cook more because, I, you know, he, I think he's a great running back and I think he's going to do really good for this team. And for whatever reasons, they kept running, going away from their run last year and the years before. So hopefully they, you know, become a dominant force with the run, which can lead to Josh Allen doing other things. I know they played the Jets, and the Jets have a really good defense. They're solid pretty much in every position, but they were not getting much much push on the front from their O-line when they did yeah. try to run the ball. Obviously, they tried to get Cook in space and stuff, and that was working every once in a while, but their offense as a whole just did not look great. I mean, um, if you look at their offense, it's Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and then you've got a question mark James Cook. Can he take it to the next level? A question mark rookie tight end, Dalton Kincaid, and I think he'll be fine. I don't know if he'll be like Travis Kelsey, but he'll probably be solid. And then you've got Dawson Knox. It's like, okay, well, how needed is two tight ends? And then I don't love Gabe Davis. I think he's a terrible football player and a beneficial (laughs) offense. Um, But then it just seems like they always try and sign this third wide receiver that just gets either injured or isn't good enough. Or like when Cole Beasley was there, that offense was firing. Yeah, you're he's right. a good football player, but since then it's just like, okay, who's that second guy he's throwing to? Just kidding, uh, Diggs yeah. for fourteen targets. <laughs> yeah, they tried. Uh, who was it? Isaiah McKenzie. Last yeah, year. He, he's not on the team anymore. I don't now know. it's Deontay Hardy. Who? <laughs> he was. He was on the Saints. His name was Deontay Harris, and then he he took oh. his adopted. He took his adopted dad's last name before last season. Okay. okay. Uh, I know who. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen him on the same. Wasn't he pretty good? On he the was six? all right. He was a really good like return a, guy. Like a blow it off the top type of yeah receiver. Like he would just go verts. They yeah, always like have a, somebody. A Walmart version person. Deshaun Jackson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Saints. I feel like the Saints actually do well with receivers. Like yeah, it's consistently weird. getting like vertical threats and everything. They get the yeah. most out of their receivers. It makes sense why. why they picked Olave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Olave's a stud. I'm glad I'm glad Tony's on the agenda with us about Gabe Davis. I'm so I was so tired of hearing how good Trash. he is. I think he is awful. He's yeah, a well, better dude, fantasy asset than a real football player. Yeah. And I hate saying True. that. <laughs> hey, fantasy that fantasy football clouds a lot of people's minds on who's good and who's not there. It does. Who gives a fuck if they score points when you're talking about real football? Yeah. <laughs> I did see Sean McDermott today. Someone asked him after the game or like today in a press conference that he said, how big of a need is it to find a uh, number two for the opposite side of Stefan Diggs? And he said, he said, we need it bad. Something. Yeah. Like that. I was Damn. like, holy shit. They should call about Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh my That'd God. That'd be nasty. Yeah, I didn't even think about nasty. that. Shit. <laughs> if they want to fucking win, go get Mike Evans. You don't need a run game. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. It just it blows my mind how many teams just refuse to like go for it. You know what I mean? Like we've seen the last three Super Bowl winners just completely go for it midseason or yeah. in the offseason before that. Like the Rams, they gave up three to four years just to win the Super Bowl, right? Like Puka Nakua is their wide receiver right now. <laughs> exactly. Like we're all like, all right, they're like twenty eighth in the league. Fuck them. We're not even gonna talk about them this year. And then yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're at that point now, too. They went and got Tom Brady. 
They added a bunch of weapons, and guess what? They got a Super Bowl, and now they're good for another 10 years. I just, like, teams need to really just sit down. Like, the Bills have no reason not to be in the Super Bowl the past three years. Yeah. But here we are, and they're just not there. So what's the issue? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You might be on to something. I've been saying that for five years. (laughs) You might be on to something. I mean, I get it. Like, at the peak of the Bills, they lost to the Chiefs. Like, okay. But yeah, they didn't they did. even get to be on the field to even yeah. try to combat with that. That was probably the year. You know how you always get that one year where it's like, yeah, they're winning the Super Bowl if they get there. And then that one year they went to OT and they didn't touch the ball. You know, <laughs> that should happen. I think, I think that team's the 49ers this year. That's mm. the team that should win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl? if they get there, they're going to win it. Oh, God. Hey, you know, what's the name of your podcast? Yeah, defense in San Francisco. You're not wrong. Like the 49ers to me have I mean, even last year, like I didn't think they would well, did I pick the 49ers against the Eagles? I probably did. But roster wise, easily top three. Their defense is probably number one. I get what the Cowboys did on Sunday mm-hmm. night. Come on. No one's picking over the 49ers defense. I agree. I mean, top to bottom, if Brock Purdy plays above average, they're going to the NFC Championship. Yeah. All he needs to be is a field general, and they're going yep. in the playoffs. Which is crazy. If Shanahan would just get a QB. I hope, bro. So I could say, hey, bro, we lost to the Super Bowl winners, man. You know, there's there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, we Stop. <laughs> uh, we'll get to you in a second, Steelers. Boy. I'm, I'm coping. <laughs> I, have one more, I have one more topic in the AFC East, and then we'll move on from here. <laughs> are all right. So, are the Patriots better than advertised? And is Mac Jones back to rookie Mac Jones with Bill O'Brien again? I'm loving this Bama talk. Yeah, a lot of Bama talk here, but we don't actually like Bama. They're NFL <laughs> I don't give a shit where they went to college if they're good. Yep, exactly. Um, so, Tony, do you think do you think they're back or not back? But like a nine to. 11 win team like even in the hard afc east you know what i mean i think they're like they're like a a softer version of the 49ers but they're also they're also missing some talent so like they're worse than the 49ers but i think as long as the offense can be somewhat efficient the defense will hold up on their side but if the defense is on the field all the time they're gonna be screwed yeah, kind that's actually a, it's a really good comparison. That's my kind of vibe. <laughs> like, Mac Jones doesn't need to be special. He just needs to get it in whoever he's got. I mean, he's got Ramon Jerry Zeke, um, Juju, but he's hurt. They just had a big game from Kendrick Bourne. They also have Gesicki and Hunter Henry, which I think might be like a sleeper tight end duo in the league. But I, it's just like they just feel like the worst 49ers, and I hate that we're going to have to deal with them two games a year. <laughs> But two has never lost to them as a starter, so that's a fun one to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> Five and zero. Oh, he didn't play the first game they, in his rookie year against them. Five and zero oh against Bill Belichick is something. No matter. Who I'm you hard. Are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. I think that's a good comparison. They are a defensive-minded team. Their QB is. I think Mac Jones is probably above average. Um. 
or I he hate can to get admit there. it, but I agree. He can yeah. get there. There. I mean, I mean, last week or this week or last week, I guess, against the Eagles, he was missing Tyquan Thornton and Devontae Parker, I'm pretty sure. So he but was throwing like, Yeah, every quarterback needs weapons, and he's got nothing right now. Like Hunter Henry is and Ramondre is like what he's working with. Yeah. And we always know the Patriots will play defense. Every single year. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be able to play. So yeah, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the coffin there. <laughs> but yeah, right, stop on talking that? about the Patriots. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the same thing with Tony. I mean, I've seen Mac um in his college and he's only excelled when he has literally the best wide receiver, wide receivers I've seen in college. I mean, Devontae had two hundred yards in the in the natty, so you know, it's it's pretty easy. And then you go and you have Kendrick Bourne and whoever the fuck, me, me out there at fucking tight end. It doesn't matter. If you cannot successfully move the ball, um, especially like I felt when he was a rookie, he showed promise. And then he just got fucked by having those two play callers. And yeah. now, now that, you know, I'm not the biggest Bill O'Brien fan, but, you know, it's an OC. It's someone who has play-calling background. So now we're getting to see a little, a little bit of what he can do. And, you know, he surprised me against the fucking Eagles. He was dotting them up. I was here for it. It's an interesting game. I think the um, – I really do think the preseason hurt Jalen Hurts for not – because he didn't play. And the two new changes, the big changes that OC and DC really affected. Mm-hmm. DC a little less, but OC, it, it, I think it showed a lot for the Eagles. Yeah. People, DC, yeah. DC, I mean, if you, if you got dogs on your team, then you know. Yeah, you can make it work. <laughs> Get after it. All right, let's move on to this is going to be my favorite segment because oh, this, is just, this is just hilarious, in my opinion. So we're doing a segment called Beatdowns of the Week. And you can probably guess who these teams are. But all right, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it a little bit. So Oh, shit. I'm going to pick the teams that got the beatdown. And we're going to go one, one to five level of concern, okay? One being the lowest level of concern, five being the most. Okay. So I'm just going to go from the order of the games that were played. All right, we'll start with the Bengals. How concerned should the Bengals be on a scale of one to five? One. One? Okay. One? I'm not worried. Uh, they suck every first game of the year. I'm not, And then they go on a tear in the middle of the season, and they're good again. Joe Burrow's yeah. too good to do that. I Yeah. I, I'm i sitting around a one or two for the Bengals just because of we've seen it before. Two years in a row we've seen it where they start off super slow, and then they're mm-hmm. okay. They pick up steam later in the year. Um, yeah, history repeats itself. Yeah, I agree with that. Joe Burrow's good enough to get them out of a hole. So, and they have talent can... all over the offense. Like it's just one of those things. It just makes too much sense. Yeah, and they've had a history of just not being able to beat us, beat the Browns. So mm-hmm. I think it just really is a perfect storm, a shit storm for them. It was a Every shit time. week one. Yeah, every time they play the Browns, I just I think it's just overwhelming in a way. I just don't understand. Like Stefanski just out schemes the absolute fuck 
out of Zach Wilson every single time they play. Are you you on a one or two with us, or are you? A little uh, I'm more of a I'm more of a two than a one. Um, okay. They continue just to not have an offensive line, and especially the random ass releasing of Leo Collins. I don't know if they're going to sign him back, but I do. Yeah. Their right side is not good, and you know if you're besides like Miles Garrett, but even the the Browns have Zadarius Smith. Usually the edge rushers are on the right side. Um, so the more times, I mean, Burrow's already had a season in the injury injury and, you know, some, some, and sometimes, you know, he'll extend plays, which will make him take another sack. So, yeah, well, he wasn't extending many plays against the Browns. No, so. not. But, not every D line is the Browns either. Like my absolute beast. So any good D line is going to destroy the Bengals, but it's still worth mo- mentioning and monitoring going forwards. Yeah. It's just he's in. It's just a shitty situation for the Bengals to be in the division that usually has a great front four. So you got to see him twice every year because the, the Ravens get after it and the Steelers. So it's not. It's not an easy division to have a weak O line. It's not. No. And that's oh, just, I know. That's just how it is. Um, the Lyle Collins news definitely was shocking, and it was shocking to Bengals fans too. He did get released. Um, from the unable to perform list. So obviously injuries are still lingering there. I don't know if someone's going to take a chance on him, but he was their best run blocker. So, and now they're starting, who was it? Jonah Williams at right tackle? Yeah. And he is a guard? He, he's better at playing guard. Okay. So they are going to be struggling. And they do play World the, they do play the NFC West this year. Which is the 49ers, <laughs> yeah. the Seahawks, the Rams with Aaron Donald. So it's not like there's a lot of D lines that they're going to be hitting that are horrible this year. Um, so I kind of lean more to it towards the two as well, I guess I should say. All right, let's move on to the Vikings. This wasn't a beatdown, but this was an embarrassing loss at home opening weekend. How concerned are we? Um,. I think three just because that's probably more from a fan base perspective. I'm not a fan, but if I was a fan, I'd probably be like, uh, why are we losing to them? And what's supposed we're supposed to have this Brian Flores defense. And we just got Jordan Addison and yada, yada, Justin Jefferson. How do we lose that? So I wouldn't be happy as a Vikings fan, obviously because you lost, but also like that's a momentum killer for a season we were supposed to start one and zero and go win our division easily with no other quarterback in the division. Yeah, three is where I'm at with them. Well, you you put some respect on Jared Goff, right? He's a he's a, he's a dog. You put some respect on Jared. He's a lot. I respect him, but he's not the best quarterback in that division. Yeah, uh, yeah, the best quarterbacks up in uh, Green Bay, man. There's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> There's a I'm chance. For the, I'm, I'm here for the Jordan Love agendas. Um, I'm also Tony. I'm also a three. I, I mean, personally, I didn't think the Vikings were going to do too good this year. It's just, it's just like I've t- I'm tired of seeing the we should have been, we should have been, we should have been. And it just, you know, it always ends up terrible. And I wasn't, you know, the Buccaneers – Look like they're going to be ass. And then comes Baker Mayfield. 
Dying him up. Don't even get me started. (laughs) (laughs) Shit was funny as fuck watching him. Um, But yeah, you could see, like, you'll see on, like, a lot of Vikings games, you'll see on the stat sheet, like, how the fuck did they lose? And it's always just a key play here, key play there, and they just end up fucking losing in games that they shouldn't be losing. Last year was different, though, in the one possession game. I know. The year prior, they were getting smoked in the one possessions. They're just they're just an unlucky team. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting at like a four, honestly. Oh, I'm shit. sitting at a four for two reasons. One, I think the ru- their luck is not going to be the same as last year. There's no way they win eleven one point games again. Yeah, absolutely no way. No NFL team does that shit. I wish I wish my team had that luck, but it's just not going to happen again. It's unrealistic in the NFL. And two, it's a little concerning to see the Packers and the Lions do so well when you lost at home to the Buccaneers. Both of those teams went on the road and beat. We're not going to call the Bears a good team because I've never been high on the Bears, but it was a road game in division, and they won fairly easily. And then the Mm -hmm. Lions went to the Super Bowl champs home and beat them in the first game of the season. So I think the Vikings level of concern should be a little bit more urgent in a way. <laughs> Can only afford so many losses in the year. And that wasn't one they could afford. No. Very good way of putting it. <laughs> um, let's move on to the Steelers. Just embarrassed at home. Absolutely embarrassed. <laughs> but we'll start with you on this one. What's oh, the level of Lord, concern here? Oh, oh, my God. So, wait, if I use the three, I can't use the three anymore? No, you can use the three. I can use no, the three. No, I'm not, I'm not marking these as, like, oh, you okay, pick okay. one for each. Gotcha. Oh, no, this man. Is like, you can pick fives for all of them. No, nah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> if, if you're on Twitter, it'd be a five. But yeah. realistically... We know Twitter like, doesn't have actual fans on it. <laughs> <laughs> realistically, to me, it's, like, a three... I mean, nah, it might even be a two. Like, I expected this to happen. It's like I'm coming in with an OC who shit again, so I expect to have shit plays. The only thing I'm upset about is the injuries. We had a lot of injuries with people that are going to be out for weeks. Yeah. Um, but I knew, you know, I have a new O-line, and especially that we weren't starting our first-round pick for some reason. I knew that it was going to be bad because the 49ers defense is amazing. And just like I said, I mean, I love D'Amico Ryans, but 49ers have dogs. So, you know, they're they're just probably going to implement the same game plan and style and they're just going to go and have fun. But, yeah, I mean, the media hyped him up a lot. And I don't know why. It was random as fuck. It was not a fan. Because then I got everybody in my damn phone yapping at me. What happened? <laughs> we lost. We lost to a fucking top three team. What do you What do you want me to say? Hey, don't don't act like you didn't take the spread on that game. <clears throat> Hell no, I didn't take no fucking spread on that game. I took the the players. I thought I thought at least we'd get a a fucky George Pickens ball, but Kenny didn't even have time to fucking throw that shit. Mm-mm. Kenny Pickett looked like trash. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, hey, I'm with the conspiracy that he had a concussion. Listen, I'm sick of I'm sick of that bullshit. When a QB plays bad, just say they play bad. I'm, I'm there is no fucking excuse. With the, with the concussion, bro, <laughs> I'm with it. That's just that's bullshit. <laughs> I think I think Steelers are closer to like three and a half because 
like I said with the Vikings, you can only afford so many losses, especially in the AFC North. That's a tough loss, but then you think about the injuries you accrued, accrued, accrued in that game. Hey, Not great for your depth. You don't have a lot of depth, and if you no. don't have depth for a few games not usually a good sign good luck buddy <laughs> i completely agree I'm, I'm with tony on this one that you sustained not only some major injuries with deontay johnson and cam hayward being the biggest one because the stats do not lie on how bad your defense is defending the run when he is not in the game Ugh. i guess who your next opponent is the browns <laughs> oh. um, my fantasy running back yeah i think Last year, Kenny Pickett was an unknown commodity that no one had film on, and he still he still did not play super well last year. He had moments. He wears where he two looked, gloves. Yeah, and he wears two gloves. And he has <laughs> tiny hands. He's a piece of shit. But um, easy. Hey. But I think obviously you played the 49ers defense, and maybe even next week playing the Browns with how they looked against Joe Burrow, it won't tell us much. But. These are types. These are the types of defenses he's going to have to play if you guys are going to go to the playoffs. So it's not an excuse to be like, oh, he sucked against the 49ers defense. Oh, he sucked against the Browns. Oh, those are two of the best defenses. I think it is really concerning on how Kenny Pickett looked. He was missing easy throws. He looked rushed. I know your O-line was one of the worst in the league week one, but I think with the injuries piling on with how hard the AFC North is, I think it's very concerning where you guys sit right now. Yeah, it's just a, it's just gonna snow pile over. I mean, I mean, I'm but, seeing dealers fans tweet that they want retired players back on their team. That's some Browns level tweeting right there. <laughs> you guys need to get it together. <laughs> hey, that's I don't speak for those delusional motherfuckers, bro. Those are the same people that want to fire Tomlin. I don't I don't speak for those people. It's just we knew going in that Matt Canada is not the move for OC and we kept him anyway so we well, didn't have to pay any out contracts. Well, I will I will say this. Sorry to cut you off, but I will say this. Tomlin is responsible for making the decisions as the head coach to get rid of an OC or find a new one. So how much responsibility does he have if you guys do go like 6 and 11 and your offense is one of the worst in the league? You know. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that we have a stealer way. We like to keep people until they literally make us have to let go of them. Yeah. It worked when you guys were in the 1960s. but <laughs> Yeah, we had elite players. Yeah. All right, let's go over to Chicago. How, what's, what's the level of concern for the Bears? Not only the Bears, but Justin Fields as a whole. He didn't look great. Um, I kind of, I was more on the side of him kind of taking the next step this year. Not like the greatness, but showing what he could do at Ohio State. I don't, I mean, I know the Packers are kind of like similar to the, like we talked about with the Patriots and 49ers. They kind of rely on their defense and more so this year with the young quarterback and a lot of new pieces maybe it was just kind of a fluke first game because it kind of looked like that offense just sucked for like the first half mainly. It was yeah. honestly, it was a really close game at halftime. I think it was 10 to six yeah. at the half or something. It close was. To that. This, and then the second half, yeah. the bears just kind of crumbled. So mm-hmm. 
I'd like to wait another week before I really pick my opinion on the Bears, but I, I think they're somewhere near a three, probably approaching four. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm, I'm around a three. My biggest concern is not Justin Fields right now, although he did look bad. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern is all the fucking money they spent on that defense, and they allowed 38 points. Yeah. That's my biggest concern. And you have a defensive head coach. That does not look good. No matter who you are, whatever. If you can't get the offense right as a defensive head coach, it is what it is. But when you're defense, the one thing you need to be able to do, and I've said this a thousand times, is to be able to coach your your specialty. And Staley at the Chargers, Eberflus at the Bears, they just cannot fucking figure it out. Yeah, I'm I'm more of like a three, also trending to a four. The Bears are gonna have to if they continue to suck. And and like Tony said, I don't know with like the Packers. I'm higher on the Packer, higher on the Packers than most. Um, and I did, you know, I need to see. It's different than when you're just watching people run around and throw the ball and get tackled. Than you actually watching, like, why isn't someone open? Like, who, where is anybody open on this? Mm-hmm. And we've already seen, at least Steelers fans have already seen, like, the tape on Chase Claypool just bowling, not doing shit, and then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know. Jai, I didn't see all of the Jair and um, DJ Moore clips, but you know, I don't know if he had that man in purgatory. I mean, Jair Alexander is a top five corner. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call DJ Moore a top five wide receiver. So I think they're all still learning. I'm also with Reed. You spent a lot of fucking money on that defense, and I think they got they got nice you know, little analogy in here. They got nice cars in a shitty lot. I don't think that all of it together is going to mesh well. You got a lot of outside linebackers. And um yeah, I'm just they're going to they're going to have to make a decision here. If they keep if they're ass and they end up at one of those top spots to draft next year, what do you do? Yeah. That's tough. Um I mean, at that point, I feel like they're going to give up on Fields if he doesn't make noise this year. This is year three, right? I don't, yes. Most yes. teams, most teams mm-hmm. do not wait past two to three years, depending no, on how they'll just draft another, and then after his rookie contract's up, see you later, guy. Yeah. Yep. Which I think someone will take a chance on Fields, 49ers yeah. maybe, or somebody. But, I mean, it's not looking – it's not trending in a good direction right no. now. Vikings um, when they give up on Kirk. Yeah, yeah let's go. I'm here True. for it. <laughs> um, all right, let's go over to the Seahawks, who got demolished by supposedly one of the worst teams in football this year, the Rams. What is the concern level here? We'll start with you, Bo. Um, yeah. Hey, you were in my ear. I'm a Rams was, supporter on this podcast. I was, man, I did not like watching that. Game. This here's my thing. I, I told you I'd start with you, but here's my thing: the Rams. Every li- listen, we were talking shit about the Rams last year, and Stafford was hurt the entire time. The <laughs> entire time. Is any decent football team in the NFL going to do okay if their starting QB has a shoulder injury or elbow injury or whatever the hell it was? No. Probably not. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm at like a four for the Seahawks. I also think Geno Smith. Four? I, listen to me. Listen to uh, me very closely. And I was on this last year. Geno had a great on. year. Geno had a great year last year, right? 
But there is always this thing. Once a backup, always a backup in the NFL. Always. And once people get film on you, it's over. That's that's what really makes the good QBs in the average is once you play enough and there's enough film on you, people figure you out and you have to adjust. And the top QBs can adjust. And Geno Smith is just an average QB. And that's what he's always going to be is a backup. So I think the Seahawks dug themselves basically a grave and they're just hopping in it is what it is. <laughs> uh, I mean – it was weird watching that game in the beginning. I was like, okay, like this is about to be a game. Seahawks were moving down. Kind of Walker's getting some yards, throwing it to DK. Shit was looking cool. And then he just turned turned back on the TV and the motherfuckers are getting blown out. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? And I'm I'm with you. I I think Sean McVay's an amazing coach, but I'm with you. If you are the head coach of a team, your specialty should shine. How many times am I going to see Pete Carroll get 40 fucking hun on his head before we have to talk about it? And Pete, you know, Pete Carroll has got a dictatorship over there. He will he will never get fired. The only when he when when he leaves is when he leaves. I, I don't think he'll ever get fired there. That man is the head coach, GM, coordinator, fucking vending machine operator. He does everything over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I can easily see the Seahawks having kind of the exact opposite of last season, like like a five and twelve kind of vibe, and everyone kind of taking a step back, being like, "What the fuck?" And then it's like, "Oh, right, Gino did suck. He just had a lot of weapons that <laughs> no one really knew what to do against." Yeah. Um, but also like I think a lot of people just I uh, forget what the term is, but I'll call it like football fatigue, and like Stafford wasn't playing a lot of the last half of last year at a whole off season. And then you got all this like, Oh, Cooper cups, not there. You know, he's hurt. Uh, what's his nuts left. Robert Woods left. It's, I think a lot of people were just like, Oh, Stafford is known to throw to. It's like, okay, well, Stafford's also like, if not already, he was a borderline hall of fame quarterback. So he'll put the ball in anyone who's open hands. Yeah. Completely agree. He's, he's still good. So, he was just injured. So un- underappreciated. As a QB, like the shit he does, he was doing shit. He was doing shit. Patrick Mahomes got like made famous almost. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing no look passes before Patrick yeah. Mahomes. He was just on Detroit <laughs> his whole career. Yeah, Matt, and Matt then, Stafford's a dog. And then he moves to a team called the Los Angeles Rams and wins a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's actually not historically garbage. Yeah. And had Sean McVay, and they well, sold out. Well, they. I was gonna yeah. say, well, <laughs> I mean, they have they have Super Bowls though. Like, Kurt I'm not Warner comparing. Yeah, I'm not comparing the Rams and Lions, but the Lions were in a much worse spot. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> um, all right, and now I think we can move on to the Giants. Who, I mean, this might have been one of the worst opening day losses I have ever seen. It might be ever. Yeah, at yeah. home they got forty bombed, and they did not score a single point. Oh, yeah. I saw that that uh, graphic of retweet if your team scored, and I was like, "Why do they do that?" And then I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> Giants didn't fucking score. <laughs> that's bad. I mean, that's I I saw a lot of people saying the Seahawks and Giants could pretty much mirror each other this year and like go from new quarterback with Seahawks and new offensive coordinator. 
in the Giants, and they kind of lift their offenses to be good. And then, mm-hmm. like Reed said, with the film and people figuring her out, it's like, okay, back to reality, you're garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I Dan- wouldn't be shocked if the Giants turned out being like same shit, like five and twelve or six and eleven uh, uh, this year. They were another team though, like the Vikings. They won a lot of close games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was like tough sledding all year for them, but they came out on top and made the playoffs, and then got the Vikings in the first round. Like yes, I don't sir. think we, I don't think we understand, or most people understood. Like the Vikings, yeah, they won 13, 14 games, thirteen games last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was still like we were all uncomfortable about picking the Vikings yeah, to win that. Definitely playoff. a fraud, fraud watch. Yeah, and the and the Giants and the Vikings are similar to me. It's just like one got luckier than the other in terms of close games that's basically what it was um i'm at ah man i'm at like a three for now but we'll see. i think dabbles or dable's a good coach but daniel jones being that horrific game one after signing that contract i'm just not a huge fan of that also their line <laughs> was garbage garbage yeah, really like, bad teams can't do well when there's no time to throw the ball and you don't have time to even run the ball yeah yeah I mean, the O-line was horrible. Give credit where credit's due, I guess. The Cowboys' defensive front is disgusting. Yeah, it's nasty. I mean, Cowboys looked the part, so we can see if they can get there. Dude, their defense for fantasy, (laughs) next three weeks they have the Jets, the Cardinals, and someone else just super juicy. And I'm sitting there with them as my defense in like four or five weeks. Damn. Damn, they're not playing a starting QB in the next three weeks. No, <laughs> that is crazy. They're gonna hoop. I can't. Uh, that's no, called that's positional nasty. advantage. Yeah, <laughs> that's no nasty. Um, I'm at like I don't know. I it might be, it might be my first five. It might be a five for me. Wow, we, you were a big Giants. Guy I know. I, hey, you know me and my New York agenda, and we see how that's going this year. But I think we need to have a serious conversation on Evan Neal being a bust. Oh, and it hurts my soul. Boy. It hurts my soul saying that because he's a Bama boy, but <laughs> they, he is ass. It, it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're going up against Mike, Michael Parsons, but you were drafted ahead of him. Like when he went in the draft, he was drafted ahead of Michael, or Michael Parsons was drafted. And. It doesn't matter. I, I might think I could get a fucking sack on Evan Neal. And he's a massive man. So I'm like, how how are you letting these people just outman you? Well, did he like, ever fill out? Because I remember he was tall and like kind of skinny for a tackle. Oh, dude, he's fucking huge, bro. Okay. And I mean, may, I don't, maybe they just given up on this team. Maybe once Daniel got that contract, um, which that's why I'm a five. Like, you just gave this man a lot of fucking money. And it's not like he's not him. Free Saquon. Free Saquon. Dude, if I was Saquon and I saw that shit, like before I saw it. Oh, my knee hurts, coach. Ow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm out. I'm sitting out the entire time. Mm. That is bullshit for Saquon. Yeah. Deserves better. You're literally going to (laughs) sit back there, use my language, and get fucking molested. As soon as you get the damn ball, you are going to get molested by the defense because your your line cannot block. And 
I know it's hell for Daniel Jones. You know, he's not the best quarterback, but damn, at least give him some fucking time. I mean, I just watched Brock Purdy watch the damn Titanic in the back, and then nobody was touching his ass unless <laughs> your name was TJ Watt. Nobody was touching him. Mm-hmm. So I could say, yeah, they need a better line, get a good line for Daniel Jones, but I don't really think that shit matters. If, you're, if your QB's not him, then... Which which is I'm like, why did you give him that contract? You know, but well, I did, I did see Micah Parsons. He did say on his like stream today or yesterday that it wasn't Daniel Jones' fault, and he still thinks he's a good QB. I was like, I'm he's doubling down. I'm like, he asked. Yeah, he's better than me. I would have been shit talking. He asked. They asked. <laughs> They're gonna be awful. Yeah, he's nice, but I would. I don't know. They dude. also don't have a wide receiver worth a damn. And they expected Darren Waller to be the next coming of Jesus. And You're right. they don't have time for Waller to set up the routes that Waller is good at. I, yeah. Stupid ass giant. <laughs> yeah, they, they have no playmakers on the outside. That's for um, sure. Can we go back to when Bo said he could get a sack on Evan Neal? That's like when the people say they could get five yards rushing <laughs> against NFL players. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for uh, I can't wait for Deshaun Jackson to bring that shit the the pros versus oh, Joe's. Yeah. Dude, that shit's gonna be. <laughs> I forgot that's bro. coming back. I that's hope I hope like run. a running back a running back does because all the people <laughs> that say they can fucking tackle a running back, bro, oh. they're going to get absolutely smoked. Yeah, I'm, is Here. he doing? Is he the only one that's doing it, or is he? No, no. Yes. There's 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 other people doing it, mm-hmm. but I mean, who the fuck is gonna cover Deshaun Jackson, bro? Well, nobody. It just matters on the quarterback. But like Bo, uh Bo is Bo's gonna do it. <laughs> uh, well, dude, I, I will tear my ACLs even trying to cover him. I'll pay you. I'll I will fly you out there to go do that. And then we'll record <laughs> The it. only thing I'm doing is tackling. I'm not I'm hoping to grab and drag. I'm hoping the person you have to tackle is Derrick Henry. I'll get smoked. <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> or um, you have to gain a yard on like Ray Lewis. I'll get I'll get a yard on Ray Lewis. Yeah, right. He a bitch. Um, (laughs) The same. Circling back with the Giants, the same thing. My my last point. The same thing uh, said about that. I said about the Bengals. I'm saying about the Giants. If you you cannot afford to have the battle line in that division, all the fronts are fucking nasty. Yeah, you're gonna be in hell, and you play them twice. So. It's not. It's not looking too hot for the Giants. I hope. I hope my boy Brian gets an actual. You know, maybe like Caleb Williams, straight man. Just say. Just say fuck it. I'm. I. I need these teams to say fuck it. I'm adding you, Steelers. Just say fuck it. You need to go get somebody. Yeah. I mean, you guys have more flexibility than the Giants. If the Giants were just like fuck it, six games in, we're benching Daniel Jones to get a QB. <laughs> That's crazy wasted money right there. Yeah, we are. We are. You guys haven't paid. Kenny small hands to do anything yet. So oh, you, you, you just... know you know how you know how we are with second contracts. You yeah, gotta yep. be fucking you gotta be Jesus himself to get one from us. <clears throat> True. Well, those were the was that six teams that looked the worst in my opinion. I don't think I'm missing anybody. Fuck you. Just wait um, week two. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, you better hope. If the Browns start two and oh, I'm gonna be unbearable. You already are a fucking unbearable. You're one and oh. I'm not unbearable. I'm just easy. I have been very calm about the Browns after week one. I know how it is. Week one, give me, give me my time now. 
Give Week me my one, time to be embarrassed. Listen, this is only the second time in my life that I'm I've so seen the Browns win. Sick win of these sob stories, bro. I've had to wait so long, bro. Just don't go overboard like the fucking Bengals. Oh. Bengals fans are unbearable. Man. Listen, you know I don't celebrate going to the Super Bowl. I celebrate winning, <laughs> winning. the Super Bowl. So <laughs> that will never happen from me. All right, let's move on to our actual week one recap where we're just going to cover games that we haven't, the teams that we haven't really talked about yet. We'll just mm-hmm. briefly cover them. Um, let's start with the Lions at the Chiefs. The Lions won 21 to nothing. Um, good all around win for the Lions. I was not expecting it. They 21 to nothing. 21 to 20. My bad. I was about to <laughs> say, they, you, you should have you put them in the fucking segment. I was about to say, if they won 21 to nothing, we'd be talking oh. about the Chiefs on the yeah. downs of the week. <laughs> I mean, Hey, I, I picked the Lions. I knew I knew ball. You know what I mean? I know what's going on. I'm tapped in. Unlike some people that pick the Chiefs, I'm tapped in. I think okay. the Lions will be I think the Lions will be good. Obviously it helped me out that Travis Kelsey wasn't playing. But I and think the helped. Lions yeah, would mean. be good. Um I don't know what the fuck was going on in the in the Chiefs wide receiver room meeting, but they <laughs> sucked ass. I don't think they played a single snap of football leading up to that game. It was fucking awful, which is crazy because the two people at fault actually, like, really helped them win a Super Bowl. So I was like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck happened in between that you guys were just ass? Like, you can't be nervous. You you literally played on the biggest stage. There's no way you can be nervous against the week one against the Lions at home. Like, Let me me ask Tony something. Are we, like... Sky Moore was this big guy that was supposed to come in and be good immediately. Are we like, from a fantasy perspective and from just a player perspective, are we done with this man already? Mm, I, 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 feel like, Tony, bro. I feel like year one was very underwhelming for Sky Moore. Well, it definitely was. You're not wrong there. I think the biggest issue with Sky Moore was not having Travis Kelsey on the field. Because if you think about it, with Travis Kelsey on the field, how many defenders on every play are supposed to be honing in, keying in on him. Probably mm-hmm. two guys nearby and a third is supposed to shadow over there. Like that's just the effect he has. And I think once that's backed, Sky Moore will have like not consistent weeks, but you'll see like fifteen point weeks out of him. And then he'll go back and have five points. So like it's it's not gonna be a fun person to have in fantasy. But I think he's a fine football player. Anyone who's Good at football and plays with Patrick Mahomes is going to do okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not giving up on him, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if he's doo-doo. So. <laughs> I mean, him and him and KT both looked really bad, like yeah. non-starter NFL receivers. So. But KT has shown flashes, and he actually had a big part in winning the Super Bowl. So there's more hope for him than there is for Sky Moore right now. But... Yeah, that's that seems accurate. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Panthers versus the Falcons. The Panthers yeah. lost 24-10. to <laughs> This game was a lot closer than people thought. It, into the fourth quarter, it was 10-10. to 10. So, uh, Bryce Young, not a very good uh, week one from him. Two interceptions, two bad interceptions. Can we just talk about the Falcons and just this JV offense? Like, it's making me sick to my stomach. <laughs> Not getting the Kyle Pitts love. Uh, Kyle Pitts, dude, Drake London got n- nothing. Yeah. Oh, I know. He was on my fantasy team. He is running a marathon. 
Oh, Arthur Smith doesn't give a shit about your fantasy team. He made that clear. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, Arthur Smith, you need to have a conversation. Like, I get it, Arthur Smith. Like, this type of football, yeah, you can beat the fucking Panthers. You can beat the Bucks. You're never going to beat anyone of importance with this type of offense. Mm-mm. So I don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I it think he subscribes to establish the run or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. You have so much passing talent and like Ritter has the ability to get that ball to where he needs to with the offensive line that he has. Why they're not just like, if they could do something like the Carolina Panthers offense when they had CMC, like Bijan, it can do the exact same shit or has the potential to do the exact same shit that CMC did. And that offense was good. Do that. Mirror that. Yeah. Like there's just no creativity in the offense at all. There's no pass game creativity. It's just frustrating to watch, especially in the NFL in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they can do the Panthers shit because well, we didn't even get to see fucking Bijan. Saw him for a little <laughs> bit, and that was about it. He got that little cute touchdown, and that was about it, which was an amazing touchdown. I'm not – that shit was crazy. I don't know how the fuck he scored that. But uh, Tony has, like, would you even – like, are you worried about – now, Bijan, like fantasy wise, like, are we gonna see more Bijan, or is it, or do you think this is how the Falcons are gonna run their shit? Oh, I don't. I I would love having Bijan in fantasy. They're gonna do everything through him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lost touchdowns to Algier, but that's not gonna happen every week. It'll just kind of be probably either more split, and then you'll see Bijan get the two touchdowns more often. But I just think that was more so like. They trusted Algier a little bit more in the first week at the goal line than they did Bijan. That makes sense. That would be my theory is like that was Bijan's first go at goal line reps against a real NFL defense. So I see them giving Bijan more of the work going forwards because he's just going to adapt and learn and then he'll go off like halfway through the season. But I would love to acquire Bijan. And are we, uh, are we uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts owners in hell? Are we going to be in hell? Or Sure seems like it. I mean, Pitts had a handful of targets, so I think I'd be less worried as a Pitts owner, but Drake London zeroes across the boards concerning, for sure. You don't want to see that. He didn't have any was... targets, or was it? I think it was zeroes across the board. I'll double check. That is I know... insanity. I know, like, all day on Twitter and fantasy Twitter and all that shit. What team are we talking about? Falcons. All day on <laughs> fantasy and shit, fantasy Twitter and stuff. They, It was just like, it, is Drake London even a person anymore? Like, shit like that. This is my biggest concern. Like, last year with Mariota, of course, he didn't trust him to throw. But at this point, I'm starting to wonder, is it trust or is it just One Arthur, Arthur's? One Jesus. target. God damn. Like, is it Arthur Smith just not wanting to throw? Because Desmond Ritter threw, only threw it 18 times compared to 35 to 45 times on average in the NFL nowadays. Like, that's yeah. just not going to cut it. And for any fantasy, like whoever it is besides the running back on the Falcons, it's just not viable in my opinion. It's scary. It, you got it. You have to throw the ball in today's game. Yeah, that's a scary thought for all fantasy owners. And I would, like, yeah, the Falcons are 1-0, but that's not going to last no. at all. Um, shut it down. 
Yeah. If they don't if they don't have to be afraid of him passing the ball, they're not gonna defend again. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, not gonna stack the box focus on it. Yep, stack the box. And you do not want to play against a stacked box when the team is better than you. Yeah. It's just not gonna be fun. All right, let's go to the Jaguars at the Colts. The Jaguars won thirty one to twenty one in AR's debut. How do we feel about AR's debut? I honestly I wasn't really sold on AR, but like this is a pretty decent first game from him, and I don't think the Jags' defense is really one to scoff at. So it's a pretty encouraging game for Richardson, I would say, personally. Um, I I just want to see it more going forwards, especially a division rival. It's, that's always a good good game to show your, your rookie debut and do well. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm here for it. I'm going to go because, you know, the AR dick rider will go last. But... I was, uh, I was, you know, I was pleasant. I thought AR was going to do good, at least fantasy wise, because he's fucking massive. So I knew he was gonna be able to run. It did suck that he got, uh, I don't know if he got the wind knocked out of him or something, but Gardner Minshew had to go in and fuck up my parlay. But it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but you know, Michael Pittman got a lot of looks. I think. If you can, I think for AR, it's perfect if you can have that like possession wide receiver because that man throws it like 200 miles an hour. And I don't, you know, I'd rather him do that than to fucking try to lollipop one and it gets picked off. But this was, you know, this was a good showing against the Jaguars who people have, you know, high hopes on, especially after the playoffs that they had last Mm -hmm. year. So AR, you know, AR did good. It was a close game for a good bit, too. Yeah. All right, we're going we're gonna to do a fantasy segment real quick before Tony has to get off here. Uh, <laughs> probably take care of his kid. <laughs> um, so let's just jump into the fantasy segment. Uh, Bo and I will go back to the week one and finish the games. Sounds good. Um, so I'd rather this just be a conversation in general and not be so official as like a – interview with you sure um so just in general what do you love about fantasy football and why do you do it uh well number one is the drafting i when i'm doing like a fantasy draft there's just this rush about it it's like okay it's your turn like you're on the clock it's just like that rush of like okay what's the best pick who do i like here who do i think has a big year it's just like it kind of feels like you're in the war room of like a real NFL draft, except you're not. You're just a little nerd with your buddies drafting on a computer. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just that rush, that dra- the drafting rush, number one. That's why I do all the mock drafts, just so I don't join a bajillion leagues. Um, then you've got the drive to win. There's nothing better than, you know, sitting on your friend's face in the week and dropping 150 points on them like Nick. Um, and then it's also a fun way to appreciate more than just your NFL team. You can start like having other favorite players, this and that. And then like watching a Thursday night Jags versus Colts. Oh, I guess that one wasn't a barn burner, but typically those games are, were barn burners the past four years. But if I had Derrick Henry, you bet your ass at eight 30 on Thursday night, I'm sitting down, I'm watching that game and I'm rooting for Derrick Henry to carry my fantasy team. <laughs> Yeah. If I didn't I play fantasy, I'd have no reason to root for that game. Yeah. Yeah, it does make all the games interesting for sure. It is hard, though, if you have a lot of rooting interests because if you're picking opposite of your favorite team, it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, like, at the end of the day, I'll take a Dolphins win over a fantasy win. So, like, I, 
if I've got Josh Allen playing the fans, it's like, okay, well, let's just be, let's just, let's have this be a 48 to 45 shootout and the Dolphins win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we wanted to enlighten our fans a little bit about fantasy and it's more than just picking players and picking a whole new team the next year. So talking about dynasty leagues, what mm-hmm. is that? And do you like it more than normal fantasy leagues? Uh, Dynasty is like if you've ever done a franchise mode on Madden, basically that, but in fantasy football instead of Madden. So like you basically you will do a startup draft. So you get your guys, you do a draft, all the veterans and everybody. And then after the season's over, you keep that team and you go into the next season and you have that same team, but then you only do a rookie draft. So some leagues do based on the previous year uh, results. They'll do reverse order. So, like, if you have basically in Dynasty football, the 101 rookie pick is the most valuable thing out there. And it mm-hmm. changes every year on, like, the value of it because, like, if you've got a good quarterback class and you play in Dynasty leagues, which are typically it's called a super flex, so you play two quarterbacks essentially, that's kind of the edge, at least, if you have two good quarterbacks. So when there's a good quarterback class, you want to have that first overall pick, at least if you're the shitty team you do, because that's what you need is quarterback, usually, if you're shit. Um, okay. And it's it's a lot of fun. I, I'm i in my third year doing it. I'm still kind of lost. I'm still trying to figure out how to like manage doing trades, because like I'm in 12 Dynasty Leagues, and... They oh all have God. different builds. Like, I have one that just won a championship, and it's mainly veterans. Like, I've got Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. Like, I've got guys that are kind of at the top of their cliff, if not already headed down the other side of the mountain. Okay. But then my quarterbacks are Joe Burrow, and I had Aaron Rodgers last year, but I tra- I traded him. That was fortunate. And, like, <laughs> I got Baker. <laughs> yeah, and I got Baker and some picks, which, like, that was just kind of one guy was going for the win and I knew like my window was closing. So I'm like, let me sell Rogers. I'll get someone that'll still let me compete weekly, but still gain some future draft capital so that if my team does implode, then I've got some rookie picks coming up in the next few years to kind of rebuild and retool to start winning these leagues. I don't like it more than redraft. I love redraft. That's by far my favorite other than best ball, but best ball is no management. So it's not as fun. Uh, and it eliminates a lot of the bullshit of fantasy, and that's kind of the fun, like when a defense scores 43 fucking points or something like that. Um, but <laughs> it, it would definitely... Redraft still tops Dynasty for me, but I'm also still kind of learning Dynasty. So, mm-hmm. see, ask me in like three years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about ADP, and I don't mm-hmm. think many people even look at ADP when they're actually drafting players. Yeah. Um. So do you think ADP actually matters? And can you explain it a little bit for the fans? ADP would be like the average draft position of a player. So when you and your buddies are doing your fantasy football draft and you see all these players in a list, it's sorted by whatever platform you're using. It's sorted by every draft that's on that website. It's averaging where that player is being picked in every single draft on that website. So like, uh, for example, like um, Nick Chubb, his average draft position was at like the back end of first round drafts and the front end of second round drafts. And it 
like every league is different because you have so I mean everyone's got like we say opinions are like assholes everyone has them and they usually stink yeah and that's a lot of fantasy fantasy opinions is like there's a lot of people out there that think Nick Chubb is going to have the year his career best career year this year and then there's some people that are like oh Deshaun's garbage he Chubb's going to fall with him this and that it's it, and that's that's what changes from league to league is everyone's opinions are different so you see draft picks vary i don't think adp matters too much i like to pay attention to it so like when i run mock drafts for jwb fantasy football it's funny to see when you start drafting for redraft it's funny to see how guys like start actually i'll go a better example in dynasty um is it Keyshawn boot yeah yeah booty yeah (laughs) booty Keyshawn Booty, whatever his name is, and like at the end of the college fantasy or college football season last year, he was going in the first round of rookie drafts. By the time the NFL draft rolled around and Dynasty League started doing their rookie drafts, maybe a fourth round pick, which are damn near nobody really cares about them. You hardly ever get picks out of the fourth round. You pretty much always end up dropping them. Like it that is when ADP matters because when a guy goes from a first rounder, which are expensive and valuable in Dynasty, mm-hmm. and falls to a fourth rounder, that's when it matters. And ADP probably matters a lot more with Dynasty than it does redraft. For redraft, a lot of the time for me, it's like just go draft the guy you want. If you think he's gonna put up numbers and score fantasy points, pick him. Who gives a shit where you're picking him? Fill out your best roster that you think you're gonna win with. That's my opinion on ADP. Dynasty, yes. Redraft, not so much. Interesting when players come into the league. It's so hard to like evaluate where they're going to end up being yeah. based off college performance. <laughs> like That's so yeah. crazy to think about. Because <laughs> someone could be the best receiver, like a top five receiver in college, and not even start for the team they get drafted on. Mm-hmm. Like That's insane to even think about. Yeah. What a... Uh... I mean, like, look at um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. The pay- or Chiefs took him in the first round, yeah. and now he's competing with an undrafted rookie, I think, or maybe seventh rounder, whatever Pacheco think, is. Yeah, six or seven. I think he's seven. Now, just because they realized they wasted value at running back in the first round, they flipped their whole drafting strategy. Just take a cheap guy in the seventh round, and if he's efficient, great. We're going to use him for $900,000 a year instead of this rookie who's got a $4 million signing bonus never know what's going to happen with these guys. And then you get Clyde Edwards hilarious that fuck everything up. <laughs> hey, I'd love uh, to see it. That man, that midget ran all over my uh, defense when mm-hmm. Bama played LSU. I was at that game. I was pissed. I, do I, have, often, uh, I often say that Joe Burrow made Clyde Edwards hilarious career. <laughs> yeah, true. He made a lot of careers. He got a lot of people play. Paid well, on that offense. Some of those team, team guys were actually good at football. I know, but I'm talking about <laughs> the other ones. Yeah. The, um, Justin, or no, he was on the Clemson. Never mind. When you, for the next year, after you do your, your dynasty draft, for the next year when you're getting those rookies, how many slots can you fill? Does it matter? Like you'll just have to drop somebody to fill in a slot? Or do you get free slots when you put like some roster spot? Yes. Uh, typically the benches are pretty deep in dynasty because like mm-hmm. dynasty is not meant to be week to week management. Like redraft is dynasty. It's pretty much like build your team and that's your team. And if you want other people trade for them, sometimes you'll see people pop up on the waiver wire. 
like a lot of the times you'll be surprised at how much space you have in your roster and like the benches are so deep you can pretty much just pick a couple guys and you'll be like, I'm never gonna play him, so I'll just drop him and have space for mm-hmm. my rookies. But there also is a thing called Taxi Squad. And taxi taxi squad is usually eligible for rookies. So like let's say I picked Michael Mayer, the uh Raiders tight end. Mm-hmm. And let's say I kind of thought, okay, he probably won't get utilized too much. He'll probably have to be eased into the offense. Plus, we all know like rookie tight ends don't typically pan out right away. So we dynasty leagues have these things called taxi squads, where it's basically just stash them for the future kind of thing. So like it doesn't count as a roster spot, but before the season starts, you can move him to that spot and then basically stash him without taking up space on your team. That's kind of how leagues will alleviate that burden of like, fuck, I got to get rid of these guys. And I kind of like playing in dynasty leagues with shorter rosters because that actually makes people have to decide who to keep and who not to keep. So there's more movement throughout waivers and throughout the league, but to each their own. (laughs) (laughs) Super interesting. Seems like there's a lot that goes into dynasty. There is, and that's why I'm so, like, I feel like I'm behind because I'm three years in, and, like, I've only won a couple. I think I've only won three out of my 12 leagues throughout those three years, which sucks. Like, that's a terrible hit rate. But, like, I've just, when I started fantasy, I didn't really have a process. Like, when when I started fantasy, when I got balls deep in fantasy, I didn't really have a process. I just knew that I liked the content. I could consume it year round, so I was like, fuck it, I'm getting into Dynasty, and it's been a bitch to learn, but it's getting more fun the more I learn. And I, a lot of it is like seeing other guys make trades, saying like, okay, this is how people value guys in Dynasty versus whatever. It's it's a lot, but it's fun, and I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you, but I think I already know the answer to this. Do yeah. trades win leagues more than draft or waiver wire moves? I think trades can win leagues, but I think they rarely do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, for example, our our league, you know, it's called the Moat League, Men of All Trades. There's not too much trading that goes on in that league, and that's because I think there's a lot of people that do know football enough that they pick the guys, and they don't want to risk losing the guys that they picked. You don't see as many trades, but then like I'll be in my work league and it's just a bunch of nut jobs building cabinets and they it's like there's it's like fireworks with trades in that league. And <laughs> I watch them all do these dumbass trades and then me and Joe are in the fantasy championship last year, like, yeah, well, we didn't trade our best guys for a kicker and a defense, you idiot. Yeah. Um, I but I think waiver pickups have more effect on leagues because especially in leagues where you're bidding money for uh, waiver pickups, I think that is where you can win leagues. So like, um, for example, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but there's years in the past where week one or two, some good running back gets a crazy knee injury and he's got like a Tony Pollard or something sitting behind him. And if you go spend all your money on that guy, you can end up winning that league. Like that, that's waivers in the first three weeks are almost more important than anything else. It's a big yeah. night, big night of the year. First waiver run night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I got about like eight people I'm looking at on that waiver wire. No, like <laughs> it's, it's a, actually, 
I have Sorry, seen on I know you're good. I've seen on fantasy Twitter today that like people think this is the juiciest waiver wire week one in the like the past five years. I can see that. There's a lot of interesting people on the waiver wire where I'm like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> I could bite on that one. I do really like um in our league now how we changed it to like money instead yeah. of like order. It, it makes it so much it more out. interesting. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love you it. You don't have the you don't have the freaking Holes getting first priority at Puka Nakua just because yeah. he scored 27 points week one. Yeah. Instead, you have the guys that are actually, yeah. Instead, you have the guys that are actually paying attention to like, okay, I know this guy's got no receivers, so he's probably going to spend a ton of money, but I want that guy and I don't want him to have that guy. I love that. You can cock block yep. someone so easily. I know. It's so great. I think I it's, love- uh, go ahead. Last year, I think Dennis lost a QB and he only had like $12 left. And I had like 17, so I bid 13 just so he couldn't get his quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> it's so that evil, is some man. Evil shit. Evil, that man. Evil <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> I'm not here to make friends. I, you know, I'm trying to win. Hey, I respect that. I respect it's that. Fantasy. A lot. It's just fantasy. It's just really funny to see people and like, what they spend on certain players and like where you value it. And you're just like, Ooh, I don't know if I would have spent that much. And then you look at the end of the year and like how much budget they have left. Yeah. And you look at some people and they have like almost all of it. And you're just like, <laughs> no wonder you're not in the playoffs. Like what is going on here? Yeah. I damn near use all of mine up. It's like, I can't, you can't take it with you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not going to transfer over to the next year. It is yeah. a redraft league. It's Jesus. Not, it's not, it's not, uh, what, oh, it's not. What am I going for here? Oh, yeah, it's not PTO hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I do really like that a lot. You guys, I know we, you guys did a, a good, like, uh, five, ten minute talk about it. But as someone that doesn't do or that has learned that you can use money um, for waiver water pickups or to try to. Because I know both of you guys like it. I don't I don't do it. I'm in leagues that don't do it. But I know both mm-hmm. of you guys love it. Um, if you could like convince someone like a commission or someone like, Hey, maybe you should try this out. Like what are the benefits? And I guess like the cost pros and cons of using the uh, money for waiver wires instead of an order. The first pro is that it gets rid of a lot of the bullshit. Like a lot of the like guys that, like I said earlier, have a crap week one, or even the guys that have a crazy good roster lost week one and they got the first priority on the regular waiver bidding or not bidding waiver pickups. And then he's got a good roster and then he picks up the one guy that's like going to be maybe one of the best pickups all year and Mm -hmm. sits on his bench and then he won't trade him. And it's like, okay, well now I'm going to go dive on the waiver wire every week to try and find a flex player or something like that. It kind of eliminates that. because Then you have to actually get people who are strategizing and trying to make you know, yes. smart moves for their team versus just, okay, yeah, him, click, submit. I, I think it's more, if you're just doing fantasy to do fantasy, I absolutely understand why you just want the regular waiver bids or why you play that way. It makes sense. It's simple, makes sense. You know, the worst team gets the best pick first, but then also like in a league that you're trying to make more competitive, having that extra strategy component, I think that makes it a little bit more complex and fun. Yeah, I call I, it like it's like taking a pasta dish and adding red pepper flakes. 
It was already good before, but you just made it a little spicy. <laughs> yeah, I really think it adds a new dynamic to like the league mm-hmm. itself because people just can't rely on being bad. And the teams that were good from the start, if you start out like seven and zero, you're never gonna have the opportunity to get that first waiver wire pick because yeah. you're already too far ahead of people. Yeah, and then that can screw you down the line when your players get hurt. So. You have a disadvantage already if you are one of the better teams in the league and just a random yeah. waiver order. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes more sense of like, like if I won or if I'm you know have a good team. Now I you know I don't even try to put in a, a bid for like wave wires on the order because I'm like these guys are already going to be gone. But yep. With the money mm-hmm. aspect now, you can be like, I really want this guy, and I'm gonna put hella money towards. Them. Everyone has a chance, and that's yep. the fun part. Yeah, and you, like, for example, like, J.K. Dobbins was going to be a big part of, like, two of my teams this mm-hmm. year. And for the league, which I had him in, Tony's league, I'm going to have to adjust to that, and I'm going to have to take a risk on somebody in the in the waiver wire, and I'm going to have to spend – I'm going to have mm-hmm. to realistically think about, okay, I'm going to have to outspend everybody to get the guy that I yeah. want. J.K. is gone. And I don't have a lot of depth at running back in that league, so I'm going to have to pick a guy, and I'm going to have to go for it. Gotcha. And hopefully I outbid him because, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole new ball game once everyone has a shot and you don't just be like, okay, I got this guy, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it really helps. It really just, to me, helps with injuries and makes it a lot more fair throughout the entire yeah. entirety of the season. E- evens the playing field, I call it. Mm. And you really understand, you really know. To me, it adds another aspect of really knowing who knows how to play fantasy. Yeah. And who doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who it really all. is. Yeah. It really is funny to see like how it plays out and who gets who throughout the year. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Tony, for stopping by and being on this podcast. I really enjoyed having you here. And hopefully later on, we'll get some more of you. And uh, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, to talk, you know, hype up the Dolphins, you know, to a man. That's my guy. So we're all up here for Fins Up. Um, make sure that you follow Tony. Hey. <laughs> I know you guys can't see it, but he has a Tua Funko Pop. That kind of oh, just boy. made me brick. That kind of just made me brick. Anyways. Make sure that you follow Tony on It's Just Fantasy underscore. Um, give, him a, a little, give him a little shout out. Little comments because he's funny. He has some funny posts. Um, I love I love all his posts. I always make sure to tune in to see, especially the replies. The replies from other some people kill me, man. Some <laughs> of those people are fucking stupid. <laughs> Twitter is a weird. I can't area. do it sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, what? Are you even reading what you typed? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm starting to think most people that watch the NFL and also include their lives on twitter are just not real they're not real people <laughs> they're, bots. they're bots they're bots yeah <laughs> just they're, bots. they're npcs or bots i don't know what it is yeah. Yeah, i had to it's i had fun. to give give tony the d wade alley-oop on one of the replies i'm like dude everybody that's saying this shit you guys you guys are wilding <laughs> out it's um, not man. how it is Twitter's a weird place, man, but I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I'd love to get back on here, maybe in like October or something, once we're a couple handful weeks into the season and we've actually got some juicy bits to talk about and like oh, yeah. we, can get, we can start doing some firm takes. True. That'd be fun. Week one is a lot of overreaction and 
Yeah, but that's the fun. That is the fun in it. Yeah. yeah. The agendas. We always love the agendas. <laughs> Hi, boys. I appreciate it. I'll see you later. Yep. I'll right, see you. Deuces, love you, man. Well, yeah, that was Tony. Uh, make sure you follow him on It's Just Fantasy underscore, underscore on Twitter. Um, he is a content writer for UB, and he also is a writer for Fantasy Data NFL. Make sure that uh, you guys follow him and then subscribe to the Patreon, JW, JWB Fantasy Football. Um, they talk about a whole bunch of fantasy stuff, especially if you are a diehard fantasy fan and need to know, you know, what to do. And, you know, you needed more expertise from the guys that are making money on this and get paid to do this. Um, make sure that you go ahead and give them a subscription. But we're going to finish up the week ones. And then we're going to head into the week two predictions. Uh, we can just... Um, we were gonna have Tony on it. We can just ask him. You think you should think we should do that? Just ask him. Yeah, we can. He ran out of time. We've been going pretty long on this, so we can just yeah. text him and see what he thinks about the games. We will post it on Twitter. Our picks with a new graphic, hopefully by then. Yes. Um, I have to get that ready. Obviously, our power rankings came out, um, and that will be how the power rankings are all year. Yeah, that new graphic. So we're gonna make one for picks. Also, uh, we will text Tony and see what he says about the week. Unfortunately, he couldn't stay on because of his kid, but it was good having him on, and we will continue without him for now. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll ask him for you know one or two uh, spicy bet picks. We're gonna talk about a little bit of our own and spreads and whatnot, but we're just gonna get back and finish the week ones. Um, shouldn't take too too long. So where we left off, we did the Lions, Chiefs, Panthers, Falcons, Jaguars, Colts. We are going to go do the Titans at the Saints, and the Saints won 16-15 to in just an absolute barn burner of a game. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's upsetting being, I, I can't even imagine being a Titan, Titans fan, but it's upsetting seeing how easily you can um, stop a running back. I'm as we know, as y'all know, I'm a big Derrick Henry fan. I think he's by far one of the best running backs in the league. But we will probably not be able to see that anymore because teams are just gonna stack the box. Ryan Tannehill does not move me at all. And you can see with the three picks that he threw. Um yeah, I it's just they're just in a stalemate to me. And I think the once they move on um to a quarterback, I don't know if it's gonna be Will Levis. Or Malik Willis. I don't know what the hell they got cooking over there. Um, but it's just just because you brought over D Hop. Yes, it's a great addition, but if my guy can't get it to D Hop, D Hop's kind of worthless. You know what I mean? Um Saints got the dub. And <laughs> uh, you know, it is what it is. The Saint I think the Saints will be good. Uh I am a Derek Carr fan, but I'm not the biggest Dennis Allen fan, but these are like, like the games where, you know, us and Tony were talking about like, Oh, you got to win. These are the games that the saints tend to win. And that's how they end up, you know, nine, eight wins because they're winning games like these instead of losing games like these. I think they just got a lot of fucking grownups and the people that are young are good. Like Chris Olave, but 
yeah, it's more telling like, okay, the Saints are what I thought the Saints were going to be, and the Titans are what I thought the Titans were going to be. Ass. Really, to me, these two teams looked quite similar. Good defense. Bad offense. Tana, I mean, Tannehill threw three picks. He had a 10 QBR. A 10. <laughs> um, we were very vocal about Tannehill last year on the podcast, and I even said that this would be the last ride for Vrabel and Tannehill together. It well, needs was, to be. Yeah. Well, I was wrong, kind of. <laughs> He's still on the team, still starting, but, I mean, come on. It's not like the Saints are – like, the Saints, I think, will be fine. They're also in a weak division. But there's no excuse for throwing three picks and only having, like, 180 passing yards. I think they yeah. ended up, I think they ended up, like, uh, in total offense, they were, the Titans ended up about 26. Jeez. I mean, the Saints only ended up around 22, so that yeah. game was just all around bad. Just bad football. Yeah, I, you know, obviously Vrabel's fine, but, like, this is the kind of, like, performance in you starting someone that I tend to say this is my, or the, you know, you can use this quote whenever you want. This is my quote when I see shit like this is, you're going to get someone fucking fired. <laughs> see, like, the shit you're doing, someone's going to get fucking fired. Whoever greenlit this is going to get fired. You're going to cause someone to not be able to put food on the table because of how bad you're playing. And we all know how, you know, you're not like everything. Tannehill, like even in college, I was like, no, this is he's he's lasted longer than I thought. I'll give him that. But yeah, I'm not. We're not uh, big Tannehill fans. It's easy to figure out that offense. So. Fuck them, bro. I hate the Titans. I hate what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't seem like a winning formula, and they're just going to be in purgatory for the next like five it's years. It's that, that literally that. What is he cooking? Yeah, what is he cooking? <laughs> yeah, both teams. I mean, uninspiring win by the Saints. They were at home. I think they should have won a little bit easier, but I guess they're one and zero. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> NFC South worst division. <laughs> yeah, by far. All right, let's go to the Cardinals at the Commanders. The Commanders won 20 to 16. Um, I mean, the Cardinals played hard. They mm -hmm. just clearly do not have enough on the off offensive side of the ball, in my opinion. That's really all I have to say about this game. The Commanders, Sam Howe looked, he really looked underwhelming for the hype he was getting. And the Cardinals really don't have much talent on defense, so I don't know where that's going to go. It is week one, so I mean, first start of his career at week one. So we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, it's just, you know, and I'm I'm one of those Sam Howell believers. <clears throat> I do think he will be good. It is, you know, his uh, first week one, so still trying to figure some shit out. <clears throat> He has the tools, you know. He has the he has the tools and the weapons, and um, they can lean on their running game. Brian Robinson is is a good back, and they have the defense that can, you know, put the offense back on the field if need be. So, I think he'll be fine. 
Um, I Cardinals did better than I thought, especially their defense. I thought they were just going to be a dumpster fire. I mean, they still are, but the fire isn't as as heavy this time. But these are just two teams that well. I will say the Cardinals are going to be last in the division, but I don't know now with the Commanders because the Giants are so bad. We'll have to we'll have to figure that out. We'll see <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, let's go to the Texans at the Ravens. The Ravens won twenty five to nine in a very slow, uninspired win. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, kind of bad. In like, okay, cool. The Ravens won, but you know. J.K. Dobbins is out for the year. Yeah, I think the main storyline in this one was obviously Stroud's debut. He struggled, um, which is not surprising with no. the Texans' talent. Uh, Nico Collins looked good. Besides that, there wasn't much going for him. Will Anderson looked good. Um, the biggest storyline to me is the Ravens and their continuous injury problems. J.K. Dobbins done for the year. Marcus Williams is going to be out for about four weeks, I think. Um, Ronnie Stanley got hurt again. Marlon still, he might come next week. I don't know. We don't know yet. Uh, yeah, I just don't quite understand with the – obviously the Ravens have talent, and me and you have picked them to win the division two years in a row. Now. Yeah. But they just look so sloppy and injury-prone, and Lamar Jackson just didn't look good against a weak defense. I I just don't know. I yeah. think the AFC North is wide open, to be completely honest with you. I do think the only – the good thing about the Ravens I saw was Zay Flowers is as advertised. Yes. I, I think he. I'm a you know I'm a huge Zay Flowers fan. I'm you know pissed that the Ravens got him, but I think uh, they won't be missing uh, Marquise Brown. I think Zay Flowers will will be that guy. Um, it's kind of just I think there's just going to be the same old Ravens. I mean, you could be like, <clears throat> oh no, J J K Dobbins is out for the year. J K Dobbins has been out for the years. Probably what is this the third year now? Like. We know we're going to see the Gus Edwards and Justice Hill backfield. You know, it's just a matter of time, at least to me. I, you know, I always, once to me, if you're injury prone, especially at that position, you're just going to keep getting hurt. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how good the line is, something's always going to happen. Just, it's just unfortunate. Some, some of those people that are, you know, in the NFL, just their bodies, their, their bones just can't keep up with it more than others, no matter what you do. Um, but there does need to be a serious – there's some serious allegations on this fucking strength and conditioning team because ain't, ain't no way these people – this many people – you know, usually you get a fluke. Like the Steelers right now, we have like a string of injuries. It's a fluke. We usually don't. You know, somebody will get hurt for a couple of weeks, but that's about it. We don't mm -hmm. really get a lot of injuries. But – knock on wood. But, you know, this has constantly happened for Baltimore. It And – when they did the anonymous grades, they got a you know an F minus. I've never even seen that shit in my life. Something yeah. getting an F minus, and it's not like oh you got an F on your fucking quiz, your pop quiz. Damn, this this is a this is a part of an organization that gets paid, like, and it's an F minus, and the players voted on that. So, the you know something needs to happen over there. Yeah, you know, I. 
I'm all here for the Ravens' downfall because I'm a Steelers fan. But, you know, I never want to see people get injured, especially electric players. You know, as much shit as I talk about J.K. Dobbins, I do think he's really good when he has the ball in his hands. I just don't see it because he's always injured. He's just, unfortunately, he might retire. I think it, he's that just, that just might just be him, his body. Yeah, he's I just, know. You're just cooked. And it's not like you just, you know, fractured something that will grow, that will go back four weeks. Now, these are season-ending injuries. Like, how many more times in your – like, not only is it um, a physical, it's a mental thing that you have to get over. Like, am I going to get hurt again? You know, he, he hasn't even – has he even gotten his second contract? Like, yes, they're making millions of dollars, but, like, no, man. it's unfortunate for him, honestly. It's, and if you're the Ravens, I mean, business is business, bro. Yeah, it sucks, but it he probably won't get a second contract. Yeah. He might, I mean, he might even contemplate retiring. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I had high hopes for him table. this year. I yeah, guess I drafted, drafted him. On, <laughs> I wanted him on all three of my teams, but I guess one of the leagues I got lucky enough that it didn't happen. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on to the Raiders at the Broncos. And the Raiders won 17 to 16 on the road. How do we feel about the Broncos, Bo? Since you are a avid Broncos uh, fan, honorary, yeah. honorary Broncos fan, honorary um, Broncos Dick Ryder because of Russ. Broncos fans, I hope you accept me with opening arms. <laughs> I have no qualms with your team. Uh, I love you guys, but. Man, we we you know we watch this game, and we have agendas, as we all as we all do. We have fantasy hopes, as we all do, and they couldn't do shit, bro. Neither neither team. It was like nobody wanted to block. It was a bunch of Joes out there. Everybody was getting smoked, and it's you know, and it's just. You know, demoralizing knowing first, you know, first and 10, they're going to run and they're just not going to get any yards or much yards, especially after the year that Josh Jacobs had and people seeing what they saw with Javante Williams and it's just not not going to go to fruition. Samaja didn't have too bad of a game for being a backup running back, but it was just going to be the Devontae Adams show. He is still super hard to guard. Uh, my, my hat's off to passer 10 for you know holding his own doing his thing better than sauce did against stefan Diggs, that's for sure um but yeah i mean this is like as like we've been saying this is one of the games that the broncos needed to win to kick the kicks off off their season with a new coach on paying like yo we're here you know we beat beat the raiders you guys can't say we're like the shit team in the division and you lose to the fucking raiders and it was a close game, but you you know you can't be losing the Raiders for the coach that you have and how much money you pay uh, people. Hopefully, there'll be you know their offense will open up a lot more once Judy comes back, um, and they're able to do more things with Russ. But we'll have to see. Like week one, you know, time will tell. Um, I hope I do see the Broncos trending up more than I see the Raiders trending up, but we'll have to see. For my agenda's sake, I hope. Yeah, man, that man. I mean, I picked the Raiders, so people called me crazy. Jimmy G's <laughs> a winner. 
He is just a winner. Um, some things I saw though, like both teams just man, both teams aren't going anywhere in that division, in my nah. opinion. The run game looks sloppy for the Raiders, and I am super depressed about that because I have Josh Jacobs in the league. And so do I. He was only getting like one yard a carry. I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say besides like I said, the Broncos just don't have the pieces this year to make a run. I think Sean Payton needs a year or two to kind of turn around that shit show that Nathaniel Hackett had. Um, other than that, Raiders 1-0, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I'll have to see how many more wins they receive. Yeah, we'll see because we're about to get into the week two predictions. How we feeling? How we feeling? So after week one, we ended. Let's see. We both were above ten wins. Yes, you sir. were. You were ten we've and been, six. We've been and smoking was, those. We were smoking those last year. Yeah, you were ten and six. I was eleven and five. So I got a one point lead on you. Hey, the Thanks. Jets brought me back. Yeah, and the crazy part is we did switch a lot of games this year or this week. Or last yeah. week, I should say. So to be this close together means we, we know are ball. picking pretty similar. <laughs> we know <laughs> at ball. least one of us knows ball on each game. <laughs> <laughs> Besides yeah, it, the Steelers, be... so the only games that we picked that were the same that we got wrong were the Seahawks and Steelers. Those are the only two games. Gotcha. Everything else, one of us got the game right out of the sixteen. So yeah. out of fourteen games, one of us got it right. Out of two games, we both got it right. Or wrong. Gotcha. So that's pretty good. I picked the Browns? No, you picked the Bengals. Bengals. That's what I thought. Yeah. Man. Interesting. I knew, you know, with you with the way you guys with the way you guys play each other, it's all it's all you just gotta pick which one. One it's one, the Browns win, and the other the fucking Bengals win. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Let's see for the Browns agenda. Go ahead Browns and uh, agenda. All right, we go on smack into that Thursday night. Thursday night, which we saw this last year. I remember being on a date with my girlfriend on this day, and the uh, Vikings got absolutely smoked. Uh, Vikings at the Eagles. Um, the line is minus seven for Philadelphia. The Vikings <laughs> have. What does that? What does that mean? The Vikings have the opportunity to do something really funny here. Yeah, <laughs> they could fucking lose to the Buccaneers and fucking beat the Eagles. Because it's not like I'm, I'm not like oh like this would be different if I saw like if it's the Vikings or the Cowboys because I just saw the Cowboys hang forty on mm-hmm. the Giants. Like this was a back and forth Eagles fucking Pats game. Yeah, and you know it was a, you know I'm not gonna you know not gonna bring it up because I'll I'm a hater on this phrase. There was a lot of games that rained. Not that I, you know, you know how I feel about rain. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get into these picks, let's just talk about how the total QBR <laughs> of the week one was horrendous. Like, actually bad. Yeah. And the QBs that did terrible. well all played in, like, California. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just, it was a really weird weather week for the NFL, and I don't think we'll see a replica of that this week. No. It was like, it's different than like, oh, light rain, cloudy. Nah, it was fucking storming. 
Yeah, it was some weird. places raining heavy, bro. And yeah, it's it was it was interesting. Hopefully that doesn't happen again, so we can see some some great football. But I'm probably gonna I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Eagles. I'm gonna pick the Eagles on this one. Uh, more practice. Jalen Hurts can you know brush off the rust that he had since he didn't play in the preseason. Um, defense is gonna continue to get to get after it, so that should provide hell for a statue quarterback like Kirk Cousins. I still yeah. think Jettas will get his, but I I mean I just sat there and watched Kendrick Bourne get his, so I'm pretty sure Jettas is gonna get his. Yeah, I'm just I'm sitting here thinking this is a kind of a trap game for the Eagles, but the Vikings have the opportunity to do something hilarious, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just to me the Vikings are just not a road team. And I think a lot of that has to do with their coach and Kirk Cousins. And a lot, I mean, a lot of it had to do with their defense too, how bad it was. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say week one their defense was bad. I think more or less it was on the offense that they lost that game. Now, but, do, you, do you think like, you think it's going to take a couple, like a year or two um, for Brian Flores? To get like start drafting his guys, you know what I mean? Man, this is this is the we talked about this in the preseason episode and week one. We were concerned about not having any offseason moves, right? Yeah. Nothing. They added nothing that was substantial to the team. And it really looked like it week one, didn't it? And if I'm picking a team. Like, the Vikings last year, I had a lot of, like, I was, like, excited. Like, we picked them in our top eight to start the year. We were like, okay, they have fucking Justin Jefferson. They have Kirk Cousins, a new head coach, offensive mind. And they lived up to it for the most part, although they were, like, spotty on one-point games. Like, they would be struggling against bad teams doing and then end up beating, like, the Bills one week on the road. But this is not, to me, what I saw week one, this is not promising for the Vikings, and they are not going to go into the Eagles stadium and beat them. I just don't don't see it. It's almost worse than, like, yeah, it's bad you, like, losing people. Like, don't don't even get us started. We we had a discourse in our text chat about the Jets and their weapons. I'm not even going to get into that shit. Probably (laughs) get into, I'll probably revisit it when we talk about the Jets. But it's almost like it's always amazing you adding players, you know, good players. It's better to add good players than just players. Mm-hmm. But and it's shit when you lose players, you lose good players to the free agency or you trade them. But just not doing anything, I think, is the worst. Not having anything happen. Um, yeah. And if you walk in with the same issues, and you're not trying to address that, you know, it's different than like, yeah, the they still have the same OC, which is fucked. You know, we're not moving, progressing forward, but you know, we're addressing the O line. If you, but if you're not at, if you're not trying anything, then in, then you're comfortable walking out with mid and that's not what the Vikings are about, you know, to me and to their fans. You know, I know if I was a fan, I'd be pissed off. Like what, like what the fuck are we doing? We're seeing, all of these other teams with these offseason moves are at least doing something or trying to do something, and we're just being we're just stuck. 
it's not like you have forever. You know, Kirk Cousins is not a rookie quarterback. So the time is now that you, there needs to be more urgency in Minnesota. And Kirk and Kirk had a very Kirk game. He had 340 for two touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. you know what you're getting with him. And I just like I'm not concerned about the offensive weapons, whatever. Like you have Jordan Addison was a good ad. Justin Jefferson. I'm worried about the defensive help. Like you said, is it going to take two years for Flores to get his guys? Well, they had a whole offseason to get guys, right? Yeah. And they just didn't. So, I mean, for example, like uh, Ivan Pace, who was – was he undrafted or was – Yeah, undrafted. undrafted. I mean, he's starting for them at linebacker. No, like – no disrespect to him at all. Like he played no, great. He, game he, he did. He did, he had a great game. Yeah, he had a great game. But like this isn't this isn't this how is you're going to win. Hang your hat on. Yeah, like this isn't like how the Browns went out and literally addressed every single need on the defensive line. Like from the three technique to the nose guard to the opposite end of Miles Garrett. Like they didn't. They weren't fucking around. They went out and spent money on this because they knew they have not been able to draft that position, right? Like, you mm-hmm. get to a certain point where you know you can't draft it, that you just go out and get it. It's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. Like, we were done. It's been 30 years of bad QBs. Guess what? We're going to go spend money on a QB that we know has had ex- success in the NFL. Yeah. And that, to me, is just like, that is how you win in this league. It's not, oh, I'm just going to outdraft everyone and outsmart everyone. I think Green Bay sits in this category, too, I think they lucked out with, um, I think whoever is scouting the receivers for them has done well enough now, not when Rodgers was there, now, Mm -hmm. with like Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Jaden Reed this year, that that receiving group is going to work out. But they still made no offseason moves free agency-wise, which are like the big hits. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But obviously, we don't know what the Packers will be because of Jordan Love, but they played well week one. Yeah. But it's different with, like, the Packers because the Packers can just – a lot of, like, the 25, 26-year-olds are either locked up and, you know, with their team or got a big contract somewhere else. Um, It is concerning a little bit, the Packers, because you do have a lot of young guys, so I know money's not the issue. Um, But – do you are you trying to just like stay young, keep it young, and have everybody grow, which is like the Packer way, or do we need to you know see some urgency? Like this division is, no matter what people say about the Lions and the Vikings, to me this division is open. You know, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to see the Packers up top. It'd be different, you know, than seeing like the um, what's a good example. Seeing like it'd be different than me seeing like, like I'd be shocked if like the Broncos were up top, you know, but I wouldn't be shocked for the Packers. And it, I'm not saying you have another Rodgers, but you know Jordan Love is so, so, uh, serviceable. You know, it just took him a couple of it, which is fine for a young QB. Um, but you know, it start you know, it's starting to get the ball rolling here. Can't just be chilling and hope you get another generational quarterback. It's not how the world fucking works. Especially, to me, it just is, like, offensive in a way. Like, you have one of the weakest divisions in football that you're just sitting in. 
And instead of wanting to just jump on everyone else's throats and make good moves in the offseason, you just sit around and let key pieces leave, like Sedaria Smith and stuff like that. You're just kind of like, well, whatever. We can do it without them type bullshit. But in this league, like, you have to fight and scratch your way through every single game. And the bare minimum is not going to win you anything. So I'm just not for it. I think the Eagles are going to win, and I think they're going to win by double digits again, like last year. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We've been talking about this Vikings team for too long. And we were, uh, we were both fairly high on the Vikings last year. Yeah. So it is kind of frustrating. <laughs> um. All right, let's go to the Packers at the Falcons. Green Bay is two-point favorites on the road. That's so disrespectful. Um, man, at the Falcons, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Green Bay. I don't see the uh, the uh, Falcons be, be, being able to keep doing what they're doing. Especially, I mean, if you're not you're not already throwing it to Drake London, it's even going to be harder now that Jair's on there. You know, it's going to be on Drake London. Um, and they just, you know, tight ends are just non-existent to the Falcons. So, uh, the pack, I think the Packers should win this pretty handily. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Packers are going to win two away games in a row. And Jordan Love's going to start out 2-0 in his starting career. As an NFL QB. Interesting. We all know how I feel about the Falcons. I just don't think they're that good of a team. And I think Green Bay has a better defense. I think they have a better offense. I think they're going to probably win and cover this spread. So it's only two. This is like a pick 'em game. They can win by a field goal and still cover mm-hmm. the spread. So I really do think they're going to go on the road and win. Ooh, this next game is spicy. Spicy. Probably not as spicy as you think or as I think it is. But it's the Raiders at the Bills. The Bills are nine and a half point favorites. After the bullshit we just watched? Nine and a half. That seems a little disrespectful. After the BS we just watched there. I mean, no way, right? Like, nine and a half in the NFL is like, it never hits. Almost never. College, bro. And the Raiders aren't that. Bad, right? <laughs> no, they're bad. It's just <laughs> you know. But I just watched the fucking. I just watched um, the Giants just have an absolute fucking meltdown. So, and not the Giants, the Bills. The Bills have the Giants also had a fucking meltdown. But I just watched the Bills have an absolute fucking meltdown, and no, you know. There wasn't a serious injury that Josh Allen knock on wood. This was just Josh Allen. You know, there's nothing. It wasn't, oh, his shoulder, his elbow was hurt. That's why his throws were off. No, he was just throwing the shit out of it. And I'm still going to take the bills, but I'm not to cover. Covering's crazy. Yeah, I'm taking the bills. I don't think they're going to lose at home to the Raiders. And if they do... They are in serious trouble, like, for the year. Like, actually. Like, yeah, whatever. The Jets won. They have one of the best defenses in football. Josh Allen was seeing ghosts or whatever. But if they lose to the Raiders, it's real scary out here for 
Josh Allen and the Bills. Like, I'm talking coach turnover. Everything is about to change for the Bills here soon. If they lose well, this game. You, are, you, are, you, are we on the same position on, on, about Sean McDermott? Yeah, I never thought he was like a top coach in the league. I think analytically, like statistically, I think he's considered one of the best coaches in the league. Like if we're talking win it win percentage like win or what is it called? Expected win percentage, like mm-hmm. him involved and him not involved. I think he's one of the higher end coaches. But I don't know. I'm just not seeing it. Maybe it is really just Josh Allen and not him. He's definitely on fraud watch for me. I mean, he did turn around the Bills. He did. So maybe I'm just not I think I'm just biased because I don't want the Bills to succeed, I mean, from but. <laughs> but from what we expect, like, if we were like, you know, oh, shit, like the fucking, the Eagles, the Bengals, the Chiefs, 49ers, and, you know, Bills are supposed to be up there with them. And it's just not, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I, is it too early to say they're, Super Bowl windows over. Is that just out of pocket or? I don't know, man. I'd probably give it one. This I think this is it. This year and everything yeah, and blows up and it's not looking. <laughs> That's crazy. Because two years ago we were talking Josh Allen, the best QB in football. Well, national media, I should say, not me, yeah. but. I mean, once uh, Brian Dable left, it was just kind of yeah. Everything went back to everything went back to year one and two for Josh Allen. It was raps. All right, so we both got the Bills on that one. Even though I'm pulling for the Raiders, I hope I'm wrong in this game. (laughs) Um, Let's go to the Ravens at the Bengals. The Bengals are three and a half point favorites. What are we thinking here? Bengals are three and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. After only putting up 140 yards of offense, they are three and a half point favorites on the that's, Ravens. That's nasty work. <laughs> um, that's the three point swing right there for being a home team. Yeah. That's all that is right there. Um, I'm gonna give it to the Bengals. I do think it's different than like. Actually, man, I don't know. That's tough. Don't make me. If I type it in, this is what you're going with. All right, all right. Give me a second. Because <laughs> I've got to think. Because like, yeah, the Bengals. Like, the Bengals didn't have anybody key injured, but like, there's some fucking issues with the Bengals. I think there definitely is some issues. As opposed to the Raiders, yeah, they won, but they also had key injuries happen. Um, the Ravens. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens. I'm gonna take the Ravens on this one. You bitch. I thought you were gonna take <laughs> the Bengals because I, I was definitely I'm taking the Ravens. I think the Ravens are gonna start two and zero, uninspiringly two and zero with all the injuries. And I think the Bengals go to zero and two to start the year, and they are on track for their worst season in two years. And you're loving it. Mark it down. This Mark man. it down. This man is nasty, bro. This man is nasty. <laughs> now the Bengals very well could go zero and two, zero and three, and then end up like eleven and fucking yeah, 
six. Like, I know what Joe Burrow can do. I think he's a great QB. And yes, the first game didn't show what he's capable of. But I do think the O-line is an issue. And I mean, if if there is anything worse than getting absolutely embarrassed on offense, on film, like on tape, what the Browns did to that Bengals offense, I think will be very telling for a lot of D coordinators in the NFL. And they're going to study the shit out of that film. And it's just, I just think it will go, it will get worse and worse for the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, the one, the one good thing to have against the Bengals is a pass rush because their offensive line is still fucking ass. Mm -hmm. And it's different than like, my own line is ass, and we've been trying to fix it, but I have a rookie quarterback. You just made this man the highest fucking paid player in the NFL. Yeah. And if you can't keep him healthy, it's a waste of fucking talent. Yeah. You know, I mainly, you had a lot of talent on that team, so. Yeah, I'm mainly picking the Ravens because they just don't have a good track record against Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, Lamar didn't look great by any means against the Texans, but no. division games, he always – Makes a big play, so that's where I'm kind of. Unless you play in Pittsburgh, he's not good in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's true. He is not good in Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the Seahawks at the Lions. The Lions are six point favorites. Oh. Six? Oh my god! What are these? Didn't the, didn't the Seahawks beat them by like forty last year? Uh, dude, Fanduel already took everybody's money from the Rodgers shit, bro. What are they trying to do? Oh man. Right? They played last year, and the Seahawks beat them by, like, 40, I swear. Yeah. Did the... Oh, no, no, no. It was 48 to 45 at the end of that. Oh, it was just a shootout. Holy shit. Hey, the... The Seahawks have an opportunity to do something fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Losing to the Rams and beating the Lions. Um, I'm 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 gonna pick the Lions. I don't think they'll fucking cover. I think it's gonna be another shootout, but... I'm going to take that. Actually, you know what? I don't think it'll be a shootout. I think the Lions will handle this. They might cover. They might cover. Hmm. They're, pre- they're pretty They're pretty sound on, like, it's not like they're, like, fucking running with their heads cut off. Like, you know, they're grown-ups locked in. Cover is crazy. I know, bro. I know. But if it was like the Rams covered, <laughs> the Rams were plus money though. I'm saying if if it, if this was them and minus six, oh, I don't. I just man, we saw Stafford do it. Can can Jared Goff do it? You going Lions on this one? Yeah, I'm gonna go Lions on this one. I picked against the Lions last week and it bit me in the ass. Um. Man, I talked a lot of shit on the Seahawks. Then, yeah, you did. You talked yeah. shit about the Lions too. Yeah, well, I'm I'm still a Lions hater. I can see them losing this game, but the Seahawks look so bad in Week One that I just don't see them losing this. What game. do you What do you hate about the Lions? The it's it's not that I hate the Lions. It's that I think they are overhyped in a way. I'm big on. 
Okay, so I'm big on like luck factor in the NFL, which you definitely mm-hmm. need luck, right? Like mm-hmm. you need it to win games. I get it. Like to get to the Super Bowl, there's definitely some luck. But like, did the Lions deserve to win that Chiefs game? <laughs> like actually, like did they outplay the Chiefs or were we just watching a, one of the biggest flukes? Of the season so far, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, you have to capitalize off the off the fuck ups. I agree with that. The Lions' offense was uninspiring against a team without Chris Jones. Yeah, it was odd seeing like, and the Lions have one of the better O lines. Yeah, and they couldn't run the ball that well. They really didn't throw the ball that well, and this was one of the highest scoring offenses in the league last year. I get it. Week one, whatever. Jared Goff didn't fucking play preseason. Week ones are weird. But to me, that wasn't like... It It was a good win, don't get me wrong. They went to the Chiefs and beat Patrick Mahomes. But it was still like the Chiefs beat themselves instead of the Lions actually beating them in a way. You know? Uh, yeah, it was the wide receivers. Yeah, but it was it was more of the Chiefs fucking up than the Lions being great in a way. Yeah. Or like that's how I saw the game. I know that's not like whatever. Wins and losses matters. The Lions won. They're one and oh, Chiefs are 0 and one. But I'm just not sold yet on them. Hey, you know, there's because that very well could have been Chiefs People... by that very well could have been a two-touchdown win by the Chiefs if the receivers just caught the ball. Yeah. I mean, people win the Super Bowl with with losses. So it is it is the first loss, but it depends on how you capitalize off of your wins and losses. Yeah. Like I said, I'm picking the Lions, but I can see them yeah. losing this game because I don't see the Seahawks just being a slouch all year. Like, yeah, I can see them winning five to eight games, but... They're going to be like a tough out each time, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I talk a lot of shit about Pete Carroll, but for one thing, he does fucking lock his guys in. Yeah, he locks in. He's a player's coach. I have a player's coach. Yeah, you do. Might be coming to an end soon. I know, man. <laughs> I'm going to cry when it happens. Um, all right, let's go to the next game. Chargers at the Titans. The Chargers are three-point favorites on the road. I I'm think I already say, know your answer. I feel like I'm going to say this for a lot of weeks, bro. I mean, a lot of games this week. The Titans have the opportunity to do something mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> Chargers 0-2. If, now, if you lose to the fucking Titans, is this not a fireable offense? Like, what, um, I would say... Like, if they uh, hate it on you. The Titans, the Titans always hang it on something. No, if, it, if it's like, yeah, you're right. They always win like a 40 to. <laughs> yeah, they hang, they, there's one, they're due, they always are due each season for like a, like a 45er. And you're like, damn. No, you're absolutely right. If, if the Chargers lose this game and start 0-2, we're looking at some dangerous territory here. Now, will the Chargers owner pull the trigger? I don't think so. But. No. We will be talking about 
oh, Herbert isn't this, oh, Staley isn't shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be some bad discourse for the Chargers. <laughs> and, like, we're pretty much, if the Chargers lose this game, they're out of the top 15. Yeah. In terms of rankings and any rankings at all. Like, yeah. Like, early 20s to mid 20s, I would say. In the, in guys, guys and gals, listeners, you might think, like, oh, they're just, you know, for some of these, you're like, oh, they're just picking like the obvious favorites. If you think like boil down, like one, the one of the easy picks that we're going to have is just going to fucking flop. That's how the NFL is, though. Like, that's the greatest part is you can pick a fucking, you can go on FanDuel and pick all the favorites in the NFL that week. Yeah. And the odds are still so absurd that you know you're just not going to win it. Yeah. And it's not like, like the great thing about the NFL, it's not like it's college where like, oh, I'm picking, you know, Bama against USF and that's fucking minus 2,000. Like the most you'll ever get is like maybe like a 200, 250 in the NFL. And yeah. even then you might fucking still lose. It's every team is full of professionals and every team has a chance to win at the end of the day. All it takes is one bad fucking day. And you're losing to the worst team in the NFL. All it takes is three interceptions. <laughs> exactly. And you, and you lose to Zach Wilson. Yep. Three Which, bad know, interceptions. Know, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick the Chargers on this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a two second, two second Bills rant. You know, you know, this is fucked up, Bills. You know, Josh <laughs> Allen, this is fucked up. Because now I had to go on Twitter. I had to go on social media and see a fucking Zach Wilson discourse. Like, yeah. what, what the fuck are we doing? Did we not establish this man sucks? Like, now we're having a, well, we might need to look into Zach Wilson, bro, on what A-Rod is teaching him. Bro, this isn't fucking Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. <laughs> this man is probably talking about movie quotes. Mm-hmm. Ain't no going on, bro. It's it's different of like if I'm Tom Brady or I'm Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton Manning had a you know Peyton Manning is amazing fucking arm talent. But like someone smart or like like I said, like a Tom Brady, like someone you can actually like a Jacoby Brissett, you know, someone you can listen to, like, hey, this like it's more than just attributes, it's your mind and how you process things. Like A Rod can just go out there and just sling that motherfucker so there's it's it's really hard to like at least what i've seen and what i think it's really hard to learn from someone who just has it you know what i mean than yeah. it is to learn from someone who has worked hard to get it mm-hmm. damn that was i was kind of in my duffy on that quote yeah that was kind of fire i ain't gonna lie. In my duffy <laughs> are you are you picking the Chargers or the Titans? I'm picking the Chargers too, but if they lose to the Titans, I promise you I'm not picking them ever again. <laughs> Listen, we've been yeah, you, 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 the 0 you and high you and I have been high on Justin Herbert, but it might be start, it might be time to have the combo. Yeah, eventually it's gonna die off. Like actually. Like we can only blame Staley for so much, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean like it's it's different than like unless you're like the Packers, like you don't. It's not common for people to start out around the same age. Keenan Allen's only getting fucking older. You know, Khalil Khalil Max only getting older. 
and he's looking like a shell of himself. That's another talk for another night. You yeah, know, Bosa's only getting older. You know, people are only getting older. Yeah, I'm so, worried. I'm worried the Titans are going to come out and hand the ball off 40 times to Derrick Henry, and they're going to win 17 <laughs> to 13. <laughs> um. All right, let's go to the Bears at the Buccaneers, and somewhat of an interesting matchup here. Tampa Bay is favored by three. Hmm. Yeah, this one's kind of tough to pick. I'm not gonna lie. <sighs> you know what's crazy, man? I can see it'd be great for the NFL, like a story, bro. I could see the Bucks going on a little run here. Yeah. And then the and then the Baker Mayfield discourses. I I and I said I call this DWC. Special episode, episode zero. The Buccaneers, it's like it's not like you know, nobody fucking left. Yes, Jensen got hurt, which is a big blow, but you know, it's not like nobody dispersed, you know what I mean? They just put fucking Baker in there. And yeah. people already like, oh, bottom three team. Like, as long as Baker is serviceable, you know, the players will do amazing things. Yeah, you know, they still have everybody. I like where your head's at. Um, I agree. Like they really didn't lose anybody, and immediately Baker becomes a starter, and they're just oh, they're one of the worst teams of all time. Like, <laughs> I mean, they clearly showed in Week One that they can beat you if you're dicking around, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think I'm gonna pick the Buccaneers on this one. I am as well. I do think I do think that the the once if the Bears once the Bears like next week when we talk we're gonna have to have a a serious fields conversation here because this this should be one that you should win but if you go out there and get fucking boat raced I'm not gonna be happy about I mean that. if they get boat raced by the Buccaneers <laughs> that's a problem actually. Like the like the 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 Buccaneers defense is fucking grown ups. Yeah. So like they're not they're not gonna be fucking around with this Justin Field running around bullshit, bro. Yeah, true. They're gonna put that man on his ass. This is uh interesting. So week one we picked very opposite of each other. We have not picked opposite yet out of seven games. Yet. I haven't justified me taking a leap on a team from the teams that we've talked about. Or out of eight games, I guess. We have not picked up. The closest I've had is the Seahawks, but they were dicking around. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to pick the Bengals in the Ravens game, too. Uh, I have a Ravens agenda. This one we might be a little different on. This one's a really good game. It's the Chiefs at the Jaguars. The Chiefs are... Three point favorites on the road at the Jaguars, man. Listen, I do this every year. How crazy would it be for the Chiefs to go 0 2? I know there's a lot of big teams that could go 0 2 this week. Listen, I'm not changing anything I've ever done in my life. Since Patrick Mahomes has been there, and I'm picking the Chiefs, no matter yeah, who you they have play. Never picked against. Them. I have never, not once, picked against the Chiefs in any game since we've been picking games. So I'm going to pick the Chiefs on the road. They just get Chris Chris Jones back. Travis Kelsey will be back. I think they win this game and they cover. 
Man, this dude is doing ollies and kickflips on it, bro. It's <laughs> crazy. And you're not even a fan. I mean, you're a fan, but you're not a fan. I've always been a fan of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I will, Until, I will say that. He does listen, the only time I was not a fan of Patrick Mahomes when the Browns played them in the playoffs. And y'all barely even played him. Yeah, first half. And then Mac Wilson Chad, knocked him out of the game. Chad Heading came through. Crazy. W Mans. It's my guy. Um <laughs> we would have beat the Bills that year too. That's crazy. W-A-W Mans, bro. We would have gone to the playoffs and gotten absolutely smoked by the Buccaneers. Or to the Super Bowl. Oh, so, oh yeah. It would have been nasty. Because it would have been Browns Bills in the next round. And that was the year Josh Allen completely folded against the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Yeah, y'all. They would, Buccaneers would have done something nasty. To you. <laughs> yeah, they would have smoked us. Are you um, picking? See, this is this is the this is the game that I can be convinced. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Jaguars on this one. So this is like the turning point for Trevor Lawrence. I this have a Jags, MVP. I have a Jags agenda, and I don't. They said it's. Travis is a week one, week two thing. I'm not fucking around. You know, I can, the Chiefs can afford to lose two games. It'd be different if, like, like, uh, the Steelers or like someone like a fringe playoff team, like, you can't afford to lose two games. The Chiefs, I've, I've seen enough, you know, of the division. The Chiefs can afford to lose two games. Yeah, I agree with that. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jaguars won. I think they're a good team. I think I just, it'd be more of the lack of the team of the Chiefs. You know, yes, Chris Jones back, but you know it's his first game being back. Didn't play. Like just did he play? Chemistry. Did he even play in the preseason? No, didn't play preseason. Like, I mean, he sat out for weeks and weeks. Yeah, I mean, and people people like to scoff at that. Oh, the preseason! It actually means a lot. You know, it's different than you just doing off season workouts and posting them. Or hitting the weight room, like reps matter. Reps do no matter. matter where you're getting them from. Look at my Duffy, bro. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I need to tweet these. All right, let's go to the. Make sure you're using the DWC account. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Colts at the Texans. The Colts are a one point favorite on the road. Yeah, we really only going to differ on the Chiefs because I'm picking the Colts. Yeah, I'm picking the Colts too. You knew who I was picking. <laughs> I, I I'm kind of you know I'm kind of I'm kind of kind of drinking the AR Kool Aid. I you know he let's go. He was, he was he did good. I was really surprised. Um, not I mean I'm not that high on the Jaguars defense, but still you know rookie quarterback. Um, one of the worst completion percentages I've ever seen incoming. Um, and it's hard. It's hard. Like a uh, like. I know it was hard for like Reed, you know, to be like, yo, I know what the stats are saying, but you got to, you know, context matters. I was defending this man. <laughs> and and that's not, it's not like a, it's not like a, like a 60, nah, bro. Like, it was what, that's 54? A, yeah, that's hard to fucking defend. Mm -hmm. That's almost, you know, the way if you throw it, the wide receiver 
has a 50% chance of <laughs> Listen, I knew what I saw in college. Like, I knew that the talent was there. The arm talent was clearly there. Like, no better arm in college football in the size and athletic ability. Like, he gets to the right coach, and luckily for him, he went to a guy that developed Jalen Hurts. So, mm-hmm. I personally thought that was the perfect fit. Like, if he went to the fucking Cardinals or something, like, all right, now now we're in trouble, you know? But he went to literally the perfect coach to be a rookie. And I think it's showing. Yeah, I mean, if you for, – for the way AR plays – you can succeed in games like these, in games against the Texans, games against the Falcons, the Panthers. Where you won't succeed is games against the Chiefs, games against, you know, the top dogs, the Eagles and stuff. You can only get away with so much. Well, yeah, it's just like how they play the Jags week one. They were competing, and then AR makes a big mistake. The game flips. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to me, I think AR is still going to have games where it's like, holy shit, he was bad. Because he is just young, inexperienced. He's only played, like, 14 football games at, like, a high level. So, I mean, very well against the Texans, he could throw, like, four picks. You just never know. But I'm betting on his upside and the coaching and scheme that Steichen will put together. You um, picking the Colts as well? Yeah, I'm picking the Colts. Oh, this next game is spicy. Spicy? 49ers at the Rams. And the 49ers are eight-point favorites. Eight's crazy. Eight-point favorites. I did just watch them take my team out back and had that way. Am I really going to do it? The Rams have the opportunity. Something hilarious. Are they are the are the Rams a shoo-in for two and oh and that top is, of the if division? That would not be the most big I'm sorry for my father that's gonna listen to this podcast. If that that would be the most big dick I am back from Matt yeah. Stafford if he's able to pull this off. The only thing keeping me from picking them, I am gonna pick the 49ers. The only thing that's keeping me from yeah. picking them. We Rams, at EWC are not Like, I love the Rams. I think Stafford will do fine this year. But the only thing not, like, making me not pick the Rams at home is the fact that Stafford, at his career, has been horrible against the 49ers. Yeah, Shanahan has that man's number. Yeah, I don't know what it's been, but the few years that he's been there, that he cannot win those games. Have they won one? I don't think they've won one yet, have they? Um, I know during the Super Bowl year they lost – Two times, right? Yeah. But um, I'm I'm gonna look it up. Three and seven. Not very good. (laughs) Not very good. Oh, that's what it is. Six game losing streak. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Because didn't he win a NFC Championship over him? Is that when? Mm Hmm. I believe so. that's when they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he went. He literally couldn't beat him in the regular season, and then beat him in the playoffs. 
That's crazy. Six game losing streak. That's nasty. Yeah, I just don't I don't see the talent on the Rams team. Like they can beat the Seahawks because Geno Smith, but like the 49ers are too good of a football team to lose. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to pick the 49ers here. I mean, I literally saw them play and they look fucking legit. As long as like we say, as long as Brock Purdy is serviceable. Uh they're also refueling my uh Brandon Ayuk agenda. I think he's the best wide receiver on that team. Um, yeah, I can see that. So I think they'll be fine. It's the the main reason that I think that the 49ers will win is I don't know a single player on the Rams offensive line. So that's why I think the 49ers will win. <laughs> Man, this is this next game is sick work. Giants at the Cardinals. Giants are five-and-a-half-point favorites. And you know what's crazy? ESPN, on their scores, they'll show, like, the highest passer, highest rusher, highest receiving uh, receiver, like, who had the most receptions and yards. Mm -hmm. And they'll show it between the two teams. So it could be mixed. It could be all one team. The highest... uh, the the player with the most passing yards was Josh Dobbs between the Giants and the Cardinals. Oh man, Daniel Jones didn't even have a chance. <laughs> no, and James Conner is the he had the most rushing yards. <laughs> Bruh, that is sick work. I mean, a a lot of me wants to pick the Cardinals here. I know, dude. A lot of me, but I just I think what Dabble does. Or Dable does well. God, we keep saying Dable. Dable just sounds more better. What what Dable does well is beats the teams he should beat. So I'm going to pick the Giants on this one. Do I go against my New York agenda? Man, it was tough right there. I really do think the Cardinals would keep this close. Yeah, I mean... It's just it's just the battle of the mid. <laughs> um man, dude. The Cardinals are not convincing me to take them. But the Giants were like so so bad. It's like I, th- I think coming off a loss that bad, usually teams rebound. I mean that's rough. That was bad though. And then the Cardinals' defense was really good, given their limitations. Like, do we think the Cardinals' front four will will smack the Giants' O-line? I mean, they very well could. I just just don't see them winning, even if it does happen. The game's going to be so ass. Um... I will. Mm, what's what's the what's the spread? Five and a half. Five and a half. Mm-hmm. Giants favorite. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Giants. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be a New York fanboy. I'm gonna take the Giants. No. <laughs> you know what, bro? I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals. Nah. It's nasty, but I never I thought I'd see the day where you pick the opposite team of the Giants and I pick I the know. Giants. 
Well, I, okay. I just think the Giants. I think the Cardinals did sh- show a little bit of promise. This game is going to be awful. I think it's. Uh, I think they're going to like. It's going to be like a like a like a twelve to nine kind of game. Cardinals kicking the fucking the game winning field goal, and this is going to be the highlight of their season. Yeah, I I can see that. Highlight of the season is crazy. <laughs> they have Me nothing too. else to look forward to. If the Giants start 0-2, there will be a discourse. <laughs> that is not okay. <laughs> when New York teams are doing ass. All right, let's move on to the Giants at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are 8.5 point Jets. favorites. You're paying the Jets? No, you said Giants. Oh, I said, oh yeah, Jets at the Jets. Cowboys. You out of your Jets. mind? He said you're picking the Jets. Yo, is it this? I don't know if this might be. No, this is might be the second to last time I say this. You no, you gonna the say Jets more. have the opportunity to do something hilarious. <laughs> if Zach Wilson could go in and beat the Cowboys, oh my god. Listen, there's no discussion here. I'm picking like the Cowboys. Like the, Jet, the Jets would be the it literally like I would think the NFL like this would be key evidence for me thinking the NFL's rigged. <laughs> like that is insane. I'm gonna go Cowboys. Cowboys look like the team to beat um, in the NFC until proven otherwise. I mean, Cowboys are gonna cowboy. You know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna fuck up somewhere, but until yeah, proven otherwise, right now. They look like the team to beat. Yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys. I have nothing to say about the Jets, honestly. I don't. I really don't. I don't think the Cowboys will cover eight and a half, but I think they'll win. I do. I'm glad you guys got the win. The Jets got the win uh, yesterday. Picked you guys, by the way. Glad the Jets got the win. Um, but this is about be as good as you get, bro. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Commanders at the Broncos. You going to do it? Yeah, I'm picking the Broncos on this one. Whoa, I thought you were going to pick the Commanders. No, I'm picking the Broncos at home. Um, I don't think Sam Howe can pull off a upset like Jimmy G could because of experience. I think the Broncos will probably win this game. Yeah, I'm also going to pick the Broncos uh, for my rest agenda. I do think this is you guys should have won last week. I do think these two weeks, this is your opportunity to start snagging wins now while your division's falling behind. But then you guys go ahead and do dumb shit. So I'm going to pick the Broncos because you should fucking win this one. There mm-hmm. should be no issue. They are win. three and a half point favorites. Yeah, you, I, I'm, I'm going to pick them to cover. You should fucking win. That's a dangerous game you're playing. I know, bro. The commanders could fuck my shit up for no yeah. reason. Oh man, the Sunday night game is gross. Dolphins at the Patriots. Yes, sir. Dolphins are two and a half point favorites. You heard Tony, bro. Tua don't lose. Tua has not lost to the Patriots, but is it time? You're gonna go ahead and pick Billy. Man, the Dolphins. I was just thinking about this. The Dolphins are the one team I cannot figure out. Last year, I was looking at the picks. I'll pick against them. I lose. If I pick them, they lose. So I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know where to go with this one. Um, 
Let me hear what you have to say first. You pick first. <laughs> you know what I'm picking. Yeah, you're picking the Dolphins. Yeah, it'd be different if I had some like really thought provoking insight. I uh, <laughs> I happen to be, I happen to do tricks on Tua. That's my guy. So, um, like Tony said, Tua's undefeated. I mean, there comes at a point, especially the team that you see twice, you will lose to them. But um, I do think that now, you know, I could see like it being a back and forth, but especially it being in Gillette Stadium. But I do think the Dolphins will be 2 0. Yeah, I'm going to be spicy. Oh, we don't have a lot of like change in our picks this week. I'm going to go the Patriots. At home, they get their first win against Tua. And the Patriots are back, baby. They're fucking back. I mean, I can see them. I can see them winning. They have the best coach. Yeah, if they don't win, it's going to be another just heartbreaking loss at home. <laughs> Honestly, where they just can't get over the hump for whatever reason. But I think it'll be a close game. I'm... Do I think the Patriots will actually win? Eh. <laughs> the Dolphins are definitely the better team, but it's it's really just like unfortunate because if you he put said, the, if you put the Patriots defense on the Dolphins with the Dolphins offense, that's a Super Bowl team right there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's for it's for the memes. Yeah, for the memes. Fuck it, I'm going Patriots. All right, let's go to the worst Monday night game of the year, probably the Saints at the Panthers, which no one will be watching. The Saints are three point favorites. I'm picking the Saints. Uh, I, I got nothing else to say. Picking the Saints. Yeah. I'm gonna pick go the Panthers. Boys. I'm picking the Panthers on this one. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, Panthers. Uh, I'm shocked. Know. I already had you down for the Saints. No, I'm picking the Panthers, man. Mm. I think they can. They can. I think they they can win this game. I think they will win one of the games against the Saints, and I think the Panthers uh, will get them early. Game. Get them early. Man, I just don't see it. Because I don't see them getting it late. So I think they're going to get squeeze one out early. That's fair. I know for a fact we're picking opposite on this last game. Yeah. The premiere, the primetime Monday night game, the Browns at the Steelers. The Browns are two and a half point favorites. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've been favored at the Steelers in probably 20 years. Steelers have the opportunity to do something hilarious. Yeah, I knew you were going to say it for this one. <laughs> going in, get our asses handed to us by the 49ers at home. So going up and beating the hot start. People got them in the top five. Browns coming in yeah, an absolute it's a crazy world. Absolutely crazy world. fucking them up. Fucking up all the rankings. I'm here for the chaos. Um, I think it's been, it's been. I I don't know the exact number, but I did see it on Twitter that the Steelers haven't lost a Monday night home game in a long ass time. Yeah, history repeats itself. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Steelers even. I think it's going to be a crazy game. I think there could be knock on wood. It could, there's definitely going to be people banged up. Um, you know, we have some key people missing. 
So it could lead it could lead lead to the downfall. But we have we have the opportunity. This is something amazing. Yeah, and I'm beat the fucking Browns. I'm I'm definitely skeptical because I know the history between the Browns and the Steelers since I've been alive, and we do not do well against them. Um, I just I really think the difference for my pick. And I'm not being biased here. I think the, the the real difference here is the injuries on the Steelers. I just think you not having Cam Hayward is gonna just absolutely fuck you in this game. Like actually. Um and no Deontay. And no Deontay. I mean, well, Deontay is one thing, but not having your best run stopper is a problem against one of the best rush teams. In the NFL, but um, uh, what about what about uh, what about uh, AB at in the Steelers? It's yeah, AB's not getting a job there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this year, like, I think this might be a different year for the Browns. I think they're going to start two and zero, and very early on take control of that division. Yeah, it's I mean, especially if the if the uh Ravens lose. Yeah, oh, if the Ravens will have it anyway, right? Wait, if yeah. If the Ravens win and we win, it'll be 2-0, 2-0. If the Ravens lose, they'll be 1-1. But then the Steelers and Bengals will be 0-2. So, two games up on the Steelers, Bengals, one game up on the Ravens. Or no. Tied with the Ravens. Yeah. And opposite would be the Ravens are one game behind, the Bengals are one game behind, and the Steelers are two games behind. But the Browns haven't started 2-0 since 1989. 19, yeah, damn. Or 1993, my bad. Bill Belichick was our head coach. You say we still weren't born. Yeah, Bill Belichick was the head coach. <laughs> that was before they moved to the Ravens or to Baltimore. So yeah, last year they should have started 2-0, but they lost to the Jets with a minute left in the game up 14. So you d- you never know what the Browns. They could absolutely go to to the to Pittsburgh and lose by 30. You just never fucking know with them. Oh, you ain't doing that. My team may put 30 points on you. No, game. yeah. I really do think this year is a little bit different though and I think we will win this game and the narrative will change a lot for the national media if we do win this game on Monday night football. So to take take the Cleveland Browns serious. Yeah, it'll be some crazy dialogue from Browns fans. Your fans will be unbearable, bro. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Like, most of the AFC North probably hopes we don't win 2-0 because all I'm hearing from Bengals fans after this week is all, congrats on your Super Bowl, you're going to end up shit anyway. If we start 2-0 against two division rivals, it's going to be bad for all the fans in the AFC North that aren't Browns fans. I'm just saying. The Bengals and Ravens better root for the Steelers this week. <laughs> or it's going to get vicious out here. Man, that's going to be crazy. It's unfortunate that the nobody's going to tune into the Saints and Panthers. Who gives a fuck about that game? Who cares about that division, actually? One of them will get in, and one of them will lose in the first round. Just how it is. You never know, bro. You never know. Some shit, some, it might shake. 
but no. that <laughs> you <laughs> anyway, can't convince me. Talk to me in like ten weeks. Ten weeks. That will go ahead and be our last our last pick. Go ahead and uh, read the our picks so we can count the differences. Um, we both picked the Eagles. We both picked Green Bay. We both picked. Bills, we both picked the Ravens, Lions, Chargers, Buccaneers. We picked opposite of the Jaguars, Chiefs. We both picked the Colts, 49ers. We picked opposite. You picked the Cardinals. I picked the Giants. Uh, that's two different. We both picked the Cowboys, Broncos. And then the final three games, we picked different. So that's five. Five. So I can come back. I'm, uh, I'm only down one. I can come back. We really rallied there because we had, realistically, I could have picked the Chiefs. You could have picked the Giants, so it really was these final three games that was like I knew you were picking the Dolphins, I knew you were picking the Steelers. Panthers was kind of a surprise, but five games. I like to keep it spicy. Spicy. And I did just look at the week one, and I'm dropping a win for each of us because I accidentally marked the Vikings as a win. So, bruh. So you're nine and seven. I'm ten. I'm and nine. Six. Uh, <laughs> I just looked at that. I was like, I marked the Vikings as a win, but that is just was I. Good. I don't think I was ever. Was I ever? No, I had to be a nine. No, we well. both. Um, yeah, we, we both had a few weeks. Yeah, I remember. I think the last couple of weeks were like, God. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we were struggling sometimes. Let me let me pull it up and look. Let's say I know. One of those it was like a like an eight, like I had an eight and you had like a seven or something. Well, yeah, actually, we hit week seven. We had we went seven and seven. God, that's nasty. Well, week we didn't start off so hot. Week one, we were nine and six each. Week two, we were both eight and eight. Um, oof, you were eight and eight in week three. I was 11 and five in week three. How you let me smoke you? Yeah, but week four I was eight and eight. You were twelve and four. Go. Um. Yeah, I was not. You so had uh, been picking with your heart on some of. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what we were looking at here. So. Huh. Yeah, I was picking some wild shit. <laughs> um. You was feeling high and mighty. I was picking some dumb shit, really. I'm not surprised, bro. Yeah, a lot of it was the Browns, uh, Panthers, Colts for me. Yuck. A lot of you fucking up was the Steelers, Saints, 49ers. The fact that I picked... The Broncos to win week three against the 49ers is crazy. <laughs> How did I do that? <laughs> yeah, but we've, we had a lot of eight-win weeks. Or at least I did. I was saying, somehow I got nine on I had nine week, on. week 15 was probably our best week. We both went 12-4. and four, Hey. Which is pretty solid. So we had three weeks in a row where we went 12-4, and 11-5. and five. Other than that, we were pretty medi- mediocre, I would say. Pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. This shit's hard. Yeah, shit is hard. 
And then we split. We never even picked the Super Bowl, but we split the conference championships. I picked the 49ers and Chiefs. You picked the Eagles and Bengals. Not it bad. Was, it was tough picking the fucking Bengals. I had I had to do it, do it for the memes. Do for the memes. I thought the Eagles messed up better. Yeah. So I thought they would they would win that one better than going against the Chiefs. We can we can text Tony and see what he thinks about the games. Yeah, we'll ask Tony and then get him on some guest picks. We will uh, post those. And Probably then... Thursday. Yeah, that's fine. Are we we're posting this tomorrow, right? Yeah, we'll post the pod tomorrow on Wednesday, but the picks will come out on on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, and I'll drop you know another little, another little spicy parlay or or something for Thursday, and then for the uh, Sunday games we'll figure out something. But thanks again, guys, for listening. And uh, like we said, uh, it's unfortunate we weren't able to make our picks with Tony, but we are so happy that. Tony was able to come on and chat with us and talk football with us. We've known him for a long time, and um, it was it was nice uh, talking football with him again. Um, you guys can listen to this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Amazon Music and wherever else that we post it on. Um, if you guys are into the niche, whatever's, it'll get posted on there. RSS is is lit with that shit. Um, and you guys can follow us on Instagram at Defense Wins Championships and on Twitter at DWC2022. I am Bo, and that was Reed. And we are in the heat of it. Week one was crazy. There's a lot of agendas that are going to get pushed. A lot of teams are going to get disappointed week two when reality sets in. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did post the power rankings before the week one so like we said don't come at us we were kind of we're you know we're too we're big brain in it too much but hopefully everything will mellow out and when we drop our power rankings again uh it'll be more of a like a realistic maybe some agenda pushing but a little more realistic um it's going to be an interesting combo to have for for the power rankings next time but thanks again guys uh, like I said, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Music, and those are the big three that we are on. It will be posted on Wednesday, but we usually post on Thursdays before the Thursday night game, but because we had a special guest posting it on Wednesday. So, yeah, that's DWC, Episode 2, Season 2. We are out. Peace.